Welcome to our brand new show It's not that complicated so listen close We'll go through IMDB Reviewing all of an actor's movies Blank spank, blank spank Blank spank, blank spank Blank spank, blank spank Blank spank so, guys, uh, we have something very special this week. Uh, friend of the show, Corey, back on the show. And I have to stop everyone right here uh, for a confession. Um, you might not know this, mate. Last time uh, you were on the podcast, we talked about the Simpsons movie. It was a fun time. I hadn't seen it in a long time. It was actually surprisingly good. I was, I was uh, very enamored with the movie. Fantastic. What you might not know is that around that time, I got into some pretty hard stuff. Okay, and I think it's pretty worth just flagging up here that um, around that time I got into wanky coffee, which is to say <laughs> I got into grinding that bitch. I got into, you know, just weighing it out. I got into putting the right amounts of water. However, at that point, young as I was in my coffee game, uh, I uh, massively over caffeinated myself. I probably drank about eight cups of really strong coffee before doing the podcast. And it is about as close as I've ever been to doing an edible, but drinking coffee. <laughs> uh, and so for this for this episode, I'm just on I'm just on nature's juice, okay? I'm just on a nice, cool glass of water. Don't worry, I'm I'm just coming to you completely raw, unadulterated. If last time I said anything embarrassing, I'm sorry. It was the ungodly amount of coffee I put in my body. Okay, Corey, uh, we, we haven't actually introduced you yet, so please do remain quiet. Um, Al, I know you don't like me to um, immediately review your openings. Okay, I, I have uh, a game. But... I know you like games. I can make a game. No, 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 no. I need to review the opening first. Put in your body, That's my game. <laughs> no, I would like to immediately review your opening. Sure. So I know just before we started, you did say I only have bad ways to open the podcast. And at least thank you for following through on that. Um, secondly, just before we started, I did say we <laughs> so would do a... Sorry, is that the shit sandwich? Is that the, the sandwich part of the shit sandwich? Okay. I'm, unfortunately, this is going to be shit all the way through, Al. I'm sorry. Um, secondly, cool. secondly, before we started, I did say we'll do the cold open, we'll introduce the show, and then we'll introduce Corey. And the first thing you did was say, hello, guys, plural. Um, and then you proceeded to use... Oh, what words did you use? Um... Uh, wanky coffee you immediately used the term wanky coffee which after a sentence of explanation i understood but i was slightly worried about uh, you then followed that up with nature's what? juice um and and frankly considering we are welcoming a guest on the podcast could you please be slightly more welcoming is all i will say that's true that's true here's here's my question all right okay and Corey, sorry you still have not been introduced please do continue to remain quiet you know how um, uh, we're like mostly water, or we're quite not not yeah. not necessarily like ninety eight percent water, but we're quite a lot of water. Mm-hmm. Do you ever think there's a vampire who just drinks water from people's bodies? Like maybe it's a particularly good kind of water. That's that is an interesting question, which I would love Corey's opinion on, but unfortunately he's not been introduced yet, so we can't bring him in to talk about it. Um, I've got to go with yes, but I think they're sort of they're they're shunned from the vampire community. I think they're seen as the weirdo of the family that that just drinks like you know real human so, water. So on a on a on a counter pitch on this, you know how in Twilight, okay. obviously, I'm a hu- I am genuinely a huge fan of Twilight. Yeah. But uh, there are these vegan vampires, 
Maybe the yes. vegan thing to do would be to drink the water from people's body, but not the iron, because that way you're not getting the stuff which people, you know, you know what I mean? Like, is what? it the... You don't, you're not getting the stuff that people need? People need the water, Al! No, 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 exactly. <laughs> they need the water, but do they need the blood? Who knows? What if they just drank water from other things' bodies and didn't kill them, or just dehydrated them? I guess if you, I guess depending on the amount you're taking, you could only dehydrate the person rather than cause them. I mean, how much dehydration does death cause? Now, if only we had someone who hosted a science podcast that we could bring in to ask this question. Course. But unfortunately, he's not been introduced yet, so we can't ask his opinion on this. But I guess we should not wait any longer. So, hello! And welcome to Black Spank, season two, the Hathaway Statuary. Uh, the show where we're chronologically reviewing Anne Hathaway's entire IMDb. I'm Jamie Loxon, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Al Gillespie. Say hello, Al! I have no coffee in me this week. My veins are pure. <laughs> and, goodness gracious, the person who's been spoken about more on this podcast without speaking than perhaps even Anne Hathaway herself. So we should introduce them, uh, as aforementioned. Uh, joining us this week again is Corey. Say hello, Corey. Hello! Hi! <laughs> and and thank you for remaining silent up until this point. Uh, it, it was clearly very difficult for you. Um, now, I guess we probably should go like back and ask school teacher just in the corner, just be like, stay in the corner. Sorry, I don't think I've ever been invited anywhere to be tortured, but um, <laughs> thank you for that experience. I guess I'm really glad that that is the case. I'm very glad to learn that this is the first time you've invited somewhere to be tortured. Uh, and I guess we should go back. Uh, and this does link to uh, immediately the first thing I wanted to do anyway, uh, which we'll get to. But so uh, vampires stealing... Uh, people's water. Uh, <laughs> you do host a science podcast, uh, Sci Guys. Uh, so, as uh, our resident science expert, which I will get to, uh, how much water could a vampire remove from a human's body before they died? Um, hmm, not much. Not much. No, it's very easy to die from dehydration, right? Like you, and especially if you're taking if you're taking the water from someone's blood, right? Okay. You take. You take a few pints of water, and that blood is just sludge, so they're Ooh. dead, right? So it wouldn't it wouldn't go through the veins. It would be too thick to travel through the veins. Yeah, I think they would just. I think they would die quite quickly. To be honest. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe not the vegan option of vampire. I don't think it is <laughs> yeah. vegan. What I think I don't think it's the vegan option. I think it's like the filtered water version of like you know it's yeah, like exactly. ooh. if you filtered the water out of blood, it's already been filtered by the kidneys. So is it doubly good? <laughs> it's like triple cooked chips, but it's just triple distilled water it's from like, the human body. It's like the wanky coffee version of, of blood. It's wanky blood. Um, well, that does bring me into uh, actually a, a new segment for the show that I wanted to, to introduce uh, th now that we have you back, because I thought it's a little bit silly. We've had you on twice uh, just to talk about The Simpsons, which is really dumb. You're, you, you're much smarter than that. <laughs> I accept that you're, you know, a really big Simpsons fan, but, you know, you host a science podcast. You're probably smarter than both of us. It's really stupid that the only two times we've had you on uh, is to talk about The Simpsons. So I'd like to take this opportunity. Uh, to ask you some science-related movie questions uh, to find out <laughs> immediately. I did tell you I was going to catch you off guard. <laughs> immediately. <laughs> you do look very unprepared for this. I know normally you do do days of research before you host your podcast. <laughs> and I'm just going to throw these at you willy-nilly. I don't even know what your, your field of expertise is in science. Um, so I do hope you'll be able to answer some of them. Um, so this is this is my handily named uh, 
science movie questions for Corey. Wow. Naming. <laughs> naming things. Really? Oh, that was mean. I'm sorry. No, Continue. no, no. It's absolutely fine. I, I, I didn't. I'd see. I didn't spend days researching that name for that segment either. Um, so we've got a, a classic one to begin. Uh, Indiana Jones. Uh, he hides in a uh, lead-lined fridge to protect himself from a nuclear bomb. Uh, now, ignoring the fact that that fridge does get fired like hundreds and hundreds of feet, and he would definitely die from the impact, just if there is a nuclear blast coming, should we all be heading to the kitchen? Final meal, sure. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> if there's a nuclear blast coming and you don't have a blast shelter, it doesn't matter what you do. I mean... So where do you think they're getting their science from? Because they do make it like it's a lead-lined fridge. That's their explanation, that the lead protects it. What's the science there? (laughs) Right. My favorite thing about movies, right, is they'll take the tiny little bit of science that someone knows and, and and they'll extrapolate something out from it. So, yeah, lead can stop some radiation. Okay. It can't protect you from a nuclear blast, though, you know? Okay, okay. Is there enough lead that could, theoretically... Say yeah. I get say I get like eight fridges. <laughs> and stack them on top of each other. <laughs> Shut up. Wait, are you in these fridges around. or what, what is what is the I I it's guess you have one fridge and a fridge and a fridge. All right, you got to yeah, so yeah. I'm getting progressively larger. <laughs> Look, okay, right. I think one issue is the heat as well. So so long as the fridges are turned on, I'm just going to say yeah, you'll be fine because okay. if you're not there's no one to hold me accountable. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. This is very low stakes for you. <laughs> um, okay, on to question number two. Uh, you know, we got we got a Superman, we got a Spider-Man. Classic mm. scene. Lois Lane, Mary Jane, whoever it is, they're falling out of a building. And, and they swoop in and save them. Now, I feel like the physical impact there would be nigh upon, nigh upon equal to hitting the ground. Would it be possible, in a world where superpowers exist, to somehow cushion that blow without killing the person that you're catching yeah you just reminded if you've read the comics and actually watched the amazing spider-man 2 film this happens that's how gwen stacy his girlfriend dies spider-man he shoots a web to save her <laughs> he just snaps her neck because he catches Jesus her so fast <laughs> like the whiplash snaps her neck <laughs> so i'm glad they have considered it so what what are spider-man and superman doing in the if if in the universe they have established that you can die from this what are superman and spider-man doing to mitigate that risk so right so everyone thinks that what what kills you is hitting the ground right what doesn't it's not hitting the ground that kills you it's stopping really quickly so you've got to slow down that fall so if they're inches from the ground and superman catches them they're dead regardless they got to catch them quick and then slowly decelerate until until they they touch the ground lightly (laughs) Otherwise, so, so Superman it, is making, like, Lois Lane mincemeat with his own. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was what I thought. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be com- uh, confirmed correct. Didn't need you here. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, I'll just leave say- then. <laughs> no, no, please. <laughs> You're the only content we've got for an hour. Um, uh, staying in uh, comic world, um, Captain America's shield or Thor's hammer, which is more likely to be possible to exist in our world? Oh, this is a difficult one. Right, so... Al, it, wait, while you're thinking, Al... One is that gives you magical powers. <laughs> the other is just a shield. No. <laughs> one makes no. you fly and can fly itself. Right, no, okay, right. 
One of them is a shield which absolutely dis- defies the laws of physics by absorbing all kinetic energy, but also bouncing around and coming back to your arm, right? See, it wasn't as dumb of a question as I thought. <laughs> right, this is the... Okay. Um, I want to say Thor's hammer. I can. That would be more fun to build. No, because Captain America's shield, you would have to add a bunch of weird technology and make it like a drone. Thor's hammer... You, you could you could make it more like the hammer from the comics <laughs> yeah like, like i feel i feel like the hammer just needs to be really dense yeah right like, it's just a really dense object yeah like uh, something okay, like that okay yes really al, al i see your face lightning <laughs> you know yes ignoring the superpowers <laughs> okay, we're, we're ignoring the superpower element of this thing okay. which which i think that that i would argue that that is thor doing that i can't remember an no. end game does does is captain america able to wield thunder when he holds yeah. uh, mjolnir so well, it, mjolnir the, the bullshit thing not mjolnir <laughs> right mjolnir's enchantment from odin gives you the power of thor if you mm. can wield mjolnir Right, but okay. like the hammer itself doesn't really do much. Right, you can maybe shoot lightning and lift the hammer if you can lift the hammer. Those are the the two main things you can do. Go ahead, Al. So, I believe the ham- I think actually, I believe before the hammer gets the powers of Thor. So we're saying that the hammer's like base state. I believe it re- it it has like a kind of continual momentum thing, and that's how Thor flies. That it like he holds onto it, but the hammer itself does the flying. Well, we have so, planes. No. <laughs> so how Thor flies with the hammer is he spins it and then he throws it and lets go and it's attached to his wrist. That sounds yeah. like a fucking helicopter to <laughs> me. <laughs> we can fucking make this. And the hammer pulls him off the ground. That's how, <laughs> like, that is, that is literally, Stan Lee described it as exactly that. So, okay. So we're, we're settling on hammer. If, if we could make one of the two hammer slightly more likely. Yeah, I think hammer makes hammer seems hammer makes more sense than a shield that literally defies the laws of physics. Yes. Okay, fantastic. Um, <laughs> Once again, hammer um, you can use as your personal propeller. No, that's into space. again. No, because you'd need to have Thor's strength to throw the hammer. To, okay, to, yeah. okay. The, is that... I would say theoretically that is possible. I like theoretically you are helicopters you are exist. <laughs> Look, right now, right, right now we are Leonardo da Vinci in the 1600s drawing a helicopter, going. Why if you just fucking make it go quick enough? <laughs> we don't know how we're gonna do it, but theoretically it will work. Okay. Uh, like on that. to question okay. number four. I do have twelve of them. What? I'm realizing this right. is going slower than I'll, I expected. I'll be quicker. I'm sorry. I thought there were like no, no, that's fine. four the, questions. No, no, the rest of them aren't Marvel based, so hopefully we won't get too in the weeds with them. Um, is life actually like a box of chocolates? Not technically a science-based question, but I kind of needed to get Tom Hanks in here somehow. Yeah. Sure, life is like a box of chocolates. Okay, great. Done. Five. <laughs> um, this is from the movie Wanted from 2007. Uh, in Not the familiar. movie Wanted, uh, the whole concept is that you can sort of whip your hand quick enough while shooting a gun and it will make the bullet bend in the air. Is that theoretically possible? You can't do that, no. A person couldn't do that. No matter a how. person couldn't. No. Could is is it theoretically possible to make that gun move quick enough while firing to make the bu- the bullets bend? The bullet curve? Not really. No. 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 The physics All is right. too complicated to to get it to literally what like. <laughs> no, you can't shoot a bullet in a circle. To I'm spoiling wanted to kill everyone in a room. You can't. You can't do that. <laughs> oh damn! How they use for wanted for two <laughs> Counter pitch. If I got okay. a room and I filled it with a lot of really small but very strong jets, okay. <laughs> 
So I'm not curving the bullet. <laughs> theory. But, all these but the like, bullet is curving. Yeah. Because <laughs> I could push. I couldn't turn it around, I guess. <laughs> at, at that point, you may as well just have a little drone bullet or magnets. But yeah, if you want that to do that, make, sure. Yeah, that would make, but think how impressive it would be. If <laughs> the one time, the one, and everyone. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> villains! Please come into my come into my like inconspicuous jet room. I will fire this gun, and you will all be very safe. Tee come on. Um. Good. Uh. Question number seven. Mm-hmm. Zombies. Are they possible? If so, what kind of zombies would be more likely? Like the big, fast, runny boys or, or the dumb, slow, groggy boys? Ooh, both are likely. Depends on how you get them there. <laughs> I do not like you get <laughs> likely. <laughs> no, I was really hoping for, yeah, yeah maybe. <laughs> no, I've thought of zombies a lot. So both are entirely likely. If you've got, say, like a Last of Us mushroom type one. Okay. That um, they're still eating. The mushroom just controls the the nervous system or like messes with the brain, so they do like they've got like a rage virus or whatever. Then fast ones make sense. If it's like um some kind of like virus or bacteria that infects you and makes you like you know kind of like basically die on your feet, then the slow ones make more sense. So both depending on how you're infected. Okay. I guess. Okay. Now, now, just to not terrify our audience, can you temper your word likely? <laughs> No. <laughs> what do you mean by likely? Do you mean possible? Or do you mean I need to start preparing? <laughs> I mean, in the... There are mushrooms that can control certain animals. There are other animals that um kind of zombify other animals. And also, you could absolutely make... there. You could absolutely have some kind of disease or virus that, that makes you angry and attack people. So, when I say likely... Start preparing, I guess. Okay, sweet. <laughs> um, so back to the dumb podcast. Not crying is fine. Um, okay, so uh, this this is uh, actually a uh, a reference to uh, a previous episode where we reviewed Apollo thirteen, and Al knows exactly what question I'm about to ask you. Uh, so in oh, that movie, <laughs> in that movie, it is said that they pass through a hole the size of a football field. They, they do this whole thing of like, we need to pass through a hole in the atmosphere the size of a football field. Now, I've seen a football field. It's pretty fucking big. It's big. That, that doesn't sound that difficult <laughs> to me. Can you, can, you, can you help me and explain me, like make it make sense, like in context, a football field in the size of space. No, no. Once again, also, they're in a fucking rocket that is broken and they need to re-enter Earth through that. That is also the difficult part of that. All right, we're forgetting Al, that, we've yeah. ha- Al, we've had this discussion. I would like to hear the comments. Is it difficult in a broken rocket in space to go to something the size okay. of a Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what Al said. This is reminding me of when my parents got divorced and I was used as a chess piece <laughs> in their battle against each other. Um, <laughs> no, um... I'm really sorry, Jamie. I think it would be difficult to re-enter Earth's atmosphere through a football field-sized hole if you're in a broken rocket. Okay, okay, fine. I think it's difficult, that, no matter uh, what. Okay, right, Jamie, okay, you okay. Do you know what? Space if you think it's so okay. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, I will see defeat on that. In the movie Sully, Miracle on the Hudson, <laughs> Sully lands a plane on the Hudson. At the point of impact, the Hudson River is 1.46 kilometers wide. I looked this up on Google Maps. (laughs) The average runway at Heathrow is 47 meters wide. Now, again, it doesn't sound that difficult to me to land on a 1.46 kilometer wide runway. 
thoughts. Why Again, you... probably not your field of expertise, but <laughs> I'm not a pilot. Why don't you try it? I. <laughs> <laughs> He had an engine out, didn't he? Right? A goose yeah, yeah, no, no. Famously, a bird hit it in the film. <laughs> they say the word bird like five times. <laughs> so, I feel like you're comparing landing on a on a on a runway normally to landing with a downed engine, right? I think it's a little harder. On okay, water, fair enough. Fair enough. Jamie. On okay, water, yeah. Okay. Water. <laughs> yeah, and they have safety precautions for this. But okay, I'll 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 see my defense. And also, I'll, like I'll... people helping you, guiding you down, like. <laughs> Look, okay, I will accept defeat. Tom Hanks, he's great. Whatever. Where are you? Where um, are you getting? Where are you getting this like this confidence in your abilities as like a pilot from? Like? <laughs> well, you know, I've, I've, they spend really long time training. If I spent that long training, I'd probably be pretty good at it too. Um, right, we've got we've got a series of uh, three in a row. They're all uh, Scarlett Johansson related because uh, she's in a lot of weird science-based movies. Uh, so in the movie Her, Joaquin Phoenix falls in love with Scarlett Johansson. As is that would. possible? Is, is it possible to fall in love <laughs> yeah, with Yeah, nothing, nothing to do with the voice or anything like that. Just, <laughs> just is it possible? Well, look, Colin Jost from SNL managed to do it. So if he can, I think any of us could. Yeah. Okay, strong. Uh, second Scarlett Johansson question. Uh, do we actually use 10% of our brain? And if I started using all of my brain, will I be able to bend time like Scarlett Johansson and Lucy? I think if you started using all of your brain, you might just match up with the rest of us. But no, most people... <laughs> 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 no uh, <laughs> no we don't use 10 percent of our brain we use all of our brain um different parts of your brain do different things so it might not all be active on a specific task at one time but you use your entire brain otherwise why would the other 90 percent be there okay fantastic and final question uh, if i did actually only use 10 percent of my brain will i start to think i can play an asian woman like scarlett johansson in ghost in the shell <laughs> You don't have to answer that question if you don't want. I have no idea what you mean. Scarlett Johansson is the best Asian rapper around. I will die on that. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Emma Stone has some serious problems. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa. She can play like a quarter Asian, okay? Scarlett Johansson can, can go the whole hog. Uh, and that has been uh, Science Film Questions for Curry, or whatever I said 10 minutes ago. Thank you very much for clearing up all my uh, burning questions. Uh, unless, Al, you have taken the last 10 minutes to think of any science questions in movies you want to ask him. Um, How many Dalmatians does it take to make a Dalmatian coat? Does it really... T- I was thinking this in context of Emma Stone, I guess. Would it really take 101 Dalmatians to make a coat, especially puppies? That seems like a lot. I feel like there's a lot of wastage. Right. Uh, also, okay. by the way, not a sign. I'm. This is a fashion question, not a science <laughs> question. <laughs> no, no, no. This is to do with the skin. You want the surface area of the puppy. The volume is irrelevant. <laughs> no, no, no. I and, want the well, insides in there too. Right? <laughs> if we are talking surface area, surely it would make more sense for her to take like three grown Dalmatians. Like if we're talking about the pain, unless she expressly wants to kill more things. Puppies have softer be- fur. Right? Oh. That was the that was the vibe. I, I I I'm not happy with how quickly you came up with that argument. To be honest, Gary, I'm slightly worried. I loved the hundred one Dalmatians as a kid. I've I've got I've got one downstairs, a little Dalmatian toy. Oh. Yeah. I I'm just getting it tonight. <laughs> um uh. so thank yes thank you for clearing up all of our burning fashion and science questions um but we should move on and talk about completely other irrelevant shit nothing to do with what we're reviewing this week uh because last time you were here uh obviously we were in the middle of season one 
uh, which was Hanks Bank. We have now rebranded to Blanks Bank, and this is season two, uh, the Hathaway Stashway. We'll get to that. <laughs> but when you were last here, uh, you knew that aliens had invaded, uh, and they were uh, coming down and interrogating me and Al uh, to prove humanity's worth. Um, and there was a whole load of stuff, you know, the trampolines, there was a... Uh, fl- oh, it's been a long time since I've done the season one law. Um, uh, Flomatron eight and and Trayvon Tram and the small boy bitch boy and and the voting of Flexit and all that rubbish. Uh, that was all going on. I don't know if you were around when we had established that uh, Al had killed a bunch of baby Yodas um, yeah, just, and then I brought them back them. to life. Uh, I'm unsure whether we had remembered that part of the event when you were last on, uh, but. You know, go back and listen to season one. Did Baby Yoda exist then? Well, no. So it so it was the baby species of this alien just happened to look like Baby Yodas. Um, and Al did uh, what we call go Anakin Skywalker on their asses uh, and just murder all of them. But you may not have known this. I'm magic uh, and I do have resurrection powers. So I was able to bring them back to life. But they didn't have their memories when they came back to life. So they were uh, sort of cognitively uh, stunted a little bit, sort of 50 years behind in their development. I say baby Yodas, you know, in is for a very long time. So 50 years is actually very young for them. Um uh, so they they were very far behind their peers in their classroom and and, and got a lot of bullying quick, and stuff. It was actually question, a really sad question. situation. If yeah, I kill the thank baby you, Yoda, thank you, please do. So. And baby Yoda is fifty. Okay, but baby Yoda is still a baby for his species, or like young for his species. Is mm-hmm. that infanticide? If he's older than me, if he's older than you, is not infanticide? Yeah, it's infanticide. Is that not when you kill your own? Child? No, it's just killing a baby. Yeah, it's not like okay. You, yeah. It's killing any baby. Well, any infant. Okay. (laughs) Well, then... uh, Is it still infanticide if he's older than me? I guess, yes, because it's by by virtue of them as a baby. I don't know. You've asked a very confusing question. If if you're a king and you kill another king, it's still regicide. So I would argue that it's still infanticide. That is right? true. That is true. But wouldn't the two kings like equal out? Like, wouldn't, wouldn't it? Like you know, wouldn't two, a king killing a king? Isn't that just like normal murder? And then anything else needs a regular word. I do, I don't understand. No one talks about this king on king violence, right? I feel like that's something. <laughs> but, well, I think they did quite a lot in like the 1300s. I think it was a big part of their society back then. Um, so that was all what was going on in season one, and I would love to update you on what has now what happened between season one and season two and what's going on now um but unfortunately for reasons that will become clear i'm not really able to uh, and why is that al look this is very specific okay i i unfortunately uh jamie died jamie yeah. died the aliens killed him to punish me of course as they would because well, I we should be specific. Obviously, we failed. We were supposed to convince <laughs> they the don't like Tom of our Hanks. Work. I don't know how, but <laughs> they read a Vulture article and it turns out Tom Hanks isn't that good. So they don't like Tom Hanks. Whatever. Uh, they then proceeded to murder Jamie in front of me. Now, I brought him back. I thought, you know what i got to do? i gotta, I got to save Jamie. i got to bring him back from the dead. I'm not a wizard, all right? I don't have any magical... Pa- You're a science guy. I'm not a wizard, all right? That, it's unfortunate. <laughs> uh i too uh a man of science so i went into his pockets i found some resurrection scrolls <laughs> this is dumb when we explain it out loud um, <laughs> right, to other people uh we then i then brought jamie back however he came back from the dead uh 15 raccoon uh, yes because... um i i feel like al you have missed out i was not the only casualty no. um <laughs> everyone who doesn't listen to this podcast is dead 
the only people who are alive uh, are the people who listen to this podcast. Now, I do have to say, you will, you that obviously you know this, you know this, you, you live in this world, so you know, <laughs> alive. you know this. But and and thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, and obviously, canonically, um, Taylor Swift also listens to the podcast. That's how we were able to reference the fact she brought out a new album. Um, Joe Biden listens to the podcast. That's how we were able to reference the fact that he won the presidential election. Um, everyone who makes the PlayStation Fives <laughs> listens to the podcast because we're able to reference that uh, that being created. So. You know, it's 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 not too bad, no. and and it's anyone true. and you can bring anyone back to life by making them listen to the podcast. <laughs> so so that's that's the real that's the best part of this. It may sound bad, you know, everyone's dead, and if you come back, you're fifteen percent more raccoon, uh, and that is because the raccoons are slowly taking over in the post-apocalyptic wasteland. All right, they're out there. I'm not sure if you've seen a raccoon. They're terrifying. Uh, I'm now living in Canada, and they are just out there at all times. Raccoon attacks are up. All right, that that's worrying. All right, what what are they doing? What are they thinking out there? All right, a coyote. Coyote is just a big dog. A raccoon. A raccoon is fucking terrifying. It's Mario, but it wants to kill me. It's awful. Um, I feel like there's more. Norm, it feels like there's more. <laughs> Is that it? Is that everything we've got? Oh, we're gonna, basically what we're doing is we're looking at Anne Hathaway, of course, the, yeah. our queen Anne Hathaway, um, to uh, galvanize humanity, all right? We've had enough. Yeah. We tried to, to work peacefully with the aliens. Now we need to uh, galvanize humanity to rise up and fight first against the raccoons, uh, then against yeah. Elon Musk, who controls the raccoons. Uh, we forgot that. And uh, then against <laughs> the aliens as a tertiary villain. Um, do, you, do you have any questions, given this... Uh shocking revelation i'm sure okay so i do have a question this is less of a less of a this is more of a theoretical question if i were to kill someone and make them listen to the podcast would that bring them back no that's very important we can only bring back people who were killed via the alien apocalypse uh Uh, so so if they had died previously or have died through any other we really don't want to want to people makes people think that we can bring anyone back like we really want to make that clear (laughs) we can't just bring anyone back i'm sorry the reason i ask is because i was wondering if i could steadily make someone more and more raccoon by killing and and reviving them um, continually. Um, unfortunately, not. I, well, that's actually an interesting yeah. question now. Whoa, that, that is yeah, because I'm sure you can become more recruited. We have established that you become fifty percent more. Jamie, as a Catholic and therefore a resurrection scientist. All right, let me tell you what. Yes, yes. Every time someone comes back, they need to come back more raccoon. Um, it would have to be with like alien technology. So, if for instance you wanted to take the aliens' death <laughs> rays and kill this person, and then bring them back again, they would eventually become a full raccoon. Um, and Jamie doesn't know this. He's actually died a couple more times. Since the <laughs> <What the> fuck? <laughs> he is now thirty percent raccoon. It's uh, it, it's worrying. Oh my god! Oh, now I know why I've been sniffing through the garbage. <laughs> so, so is it is it fifteen percent more of your current raccoonness or fifteen percent of your original non raccoonness? Oh, that's a very good mathematical <laughs> question. So, so when I first resurrected Jamie, uh, it was fifteen percent because I didn't know how to do it. All right, but then I put it in the podcast and became weaker, and then it became five percent each time. So actually, Jamie died once, and that was that big fifteen percent chunk of his original uh, self. And then uh, every time he's died since, uh, it's been five percent. So he actually died a further three times. Okay, so, so so it is not relative to the amount uh, that you have already turned raccoon, because otherwise you would never be able to become one hundred percent raccoon. <laughs> You would just get ever closer, ever closer each time. 
but there would still just be that tiny sliver of humanity <laughs> holding on. We can we can always make it back. We always can. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, those are the stakes we're working with. Last time, it was it was a pretty big deal. You know, we were, we were fighting uh, to to save humanity. Well, unfortunately, humanity did not get saved, uh, and thus it needs uh, the energy to fight back. And that's of course why we're reviewing the three episodes that Anne Hathaway was on The Simpsons. It all makes sense, right? Sure. Yeah. Yes. Cool. As someone who does uh, three days of research for each of their podcasts, uh, I feel very ashamed. Um, so, yes, we are we are talking about The Simpsons. That's why we've brought you back. Uh, for people who did not listen to uh, your Simpsons movie episode, you are a huge, huge Simpsons fan. Um, and that's why we wanted your, your expertise on this matter. Uh, and normally we would give a little bit of show context, but this is the fucking Simpsons. Simpsons. Everyone fucking knows The Simpsons. So I do want to talk with you about celebrity cameos in the simpsons this is obviously part of a long line of celebrity cameos in the simpsons before we get into any specifics what are your general thoughts on bringing in celebrities into to play a major character in like one or two episodes i liked it when it was done well what Mm. uh, okay so dustin hoffman meryl streep both great uh, both great introductions glenn close I should say who they are. Uh, teacher, yes, Lisa's, yes. <laughs> um, Lisa's substitute um, and uh, Bart's girlfriend, the first one. And um, what's it? Who was the last one I said? I can't remember. Um, Glenn, Glenn Close. Oh, and Homer's mom. And Homer's mom. Those yeah. are all three great additions to the to the show. You bring in an actor, you get you get a great performance out of them. But in the later seasons, it became more of a let's just get this famous person because they could be on The Simpsons. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think there's something to be said, especially for with Anne Hathaway, you're now getting people on who want to be on because they grew up watching The Simpsons. Mm. So they're like, oh, wouldn't that be great fun? And it's it's more of like a novelty and, and like, a, like a, a, a great fun time for them. But it's not necessarily how can we actually improve? How do we actually want to improve this person or what characters do we want to introduce? So like you say homer's mum or whether it's like one of the first ones was danny devito playing homer's brother oh, God, like Herb, yeah. actually introducing interesting new characters into the world rather than okay Anne hathaway's coming on who the fuck's she gonna play i don't know bart's girlfriend bart's 19th girlfriend i think i think the issue right the issue with the 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 guest is not an issue with the guests themselves it's an issue with the writers i feel like you you say that the guests coming on grew up watching the simpsons i think the writers now are writing not not in the same way the original Simpsons writing, writers were writing. The original Simpsons writers were just writing the best show they could. The current ones are trying to write like the Simpsons. Yeah. And sorry, guys, but failing miserably at it, I think. <laughs> yeah. No, we, we talked about this on an episode a couple of weeks ago that we did uh, for about Family Guy. And I, I noted the exact same thing. It felt like uh, there were talented writers in there, but they were like, oh, well, Family Guy's edgy. So I've just got to I've got to do edgy jokes, right? And, and it doesn't quite work as well. And I mean, the original writers of The Simpsons, obviously this is talked about a lot, but a lot of them are ridiculously intelligent people. They all went to fucking Harvard. There's like mathematical books written about all of the science that's in some of the early episodes of The Simpsons. So trying to recreate that, and I'm not saying that any of The Simpsons writers now are all fucking dumb. <laughs> I have no clue. Uh, they, they've probably all got degrees like I do and probably from better universities uh, and in more useful subjects. Um, if they want me to write Simpsons in Spanish, I can maybe do that. But um, yeah, it, it's, it's like trying to create an imitation of the thing rather than and coming with their own creativity yeah it's it's a totally new show now so there's there's different goals i think 
So it really, yeah. it, it doesn't feel remotely the same. Yeah. You know? And I mean, we're we're still reviewing episodes that are a decade old at this point. These are these yeah. are episodes that were in season twenty, twenty one, and twenty four. Um, and we're up to season 32 now so even now we are we are talking about a Simpsons that in and of itself is dated mm. that's that's my thing I often think about with the Simpsons like we're now into what like the fourth decade of the Simpsons being a thing um at least since the so what it was the 80s 90s yes we're on the fourth fifth fifth came, decade, out, came out 89 yeah 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 so like I wonder, one, I wonder if, like, any day they'll get a new showrunner who will just be like, you know what, fuck it. But whatever, fifth decade in, I want to bring, like, I want to hardcore bring this back. Or what? But, like, you know, I wonder if there are people who are, like, presumably there are, there must be kids who, like, have grown up on, like, later, later, later Simpsons. And who are like, ah, oh, this is, this is my Simpsons, right? Like, or, or, or what is keeping it alive? Like, who is still watching it? To the extent that it's still on, I guess. Well, I think the thing with The Simpsons, right? Um, the, the thing is that people say The Simpsons is bad. The Simpsons now, it's not a bad show. Yeah. It's no. fine. It's it's not yeah. the same show as it used to be. The, the, the original Simpsons show was a, fundamentally a family show that had heart and comedy and joke on joke on joke that was layered. The current Simpsons is more like Family Guy used to be, where it's yeah. just let's just make let's just make a joke let's have a zany situation homer's yeah. dumb and selfish bart is the worst lisa's a know-it-all and marge is boring right those are the those are the characters let's just work with that um so i, I can understand people still watching it but it's not the same show at all right like no, it's it's, sure. it's it's filling a different need i well i think also it, I, I spoke about this in the Family Guy episode as well. I think there is an also important place for The Simpsons within the industry in that a lot of young comedy writers end up writing for mm. The Simpsons as like some of their early jobs. And, and loads of people have come through The Simpsons or Family Guy or whatever it may be. Uh, and it's kind of useful to have these large staff writing rooms that can get some young blood through and get them their credits and and then they move on to to bigger and better things and i mean it's what soap operas are used for in the uk uh it's it's a, a springboard and whether whether there might be better springboards out there having a springboard is still a useful thing within the industry now whether that's why the simpsons are choosing to stay on they're like yeah that's just that would be a really dumb reason to keep making a show but I still think it's a useful reason to have the show from from an outsider's perspective. It's a, it's a brand that makes money. It makes that uh, it, it, oh, is, yeah. it is a useful reason, right? I think the I have lots of thoughts about the Simpsons. I've got a fool. I you're talking about oh someone could come back to the show and like you know give it a new lease on life, make it a good show again. I have a plan for that. A full plan <laughs> for that. I know exactly how I would do it. It's it's a perfect plan. But um, this <laughs> the issue I think with The Simpsons, right, is that it started off. It was counterculture. It was one yeah. of those kind of almost small shows that you get now that are really fun and don't run very long. So, yeah. like, I guess just off the top of my head, kind of like The Good Place, right, or yes. another show where you've got like a creator who has a vision and you they bring on a bunch of people to make this really great thing, and then it ends. The Simpsons was counterculture, and then it became culture, right, and it's and mm. so it can't it can't fill the same need it's it it is now become what it used to sort of almost parody if that yeah. makes sense <laughs> when it makes any desperate oh what were you gonna say no i was gonna say like i, I think that's probably on and why i think like something like um futurama um like obviously there's, there's also just like less of futurama 
But, like, obviously, mm. like, it did have that break, which I think, you know, like, it was what, Futurama originally around like, 2001 to, I think, like, 2008, and then picked up back up, back up again, like, 2012, didn't it? Um, Something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't, so, what is your plan? What is your plan to... <clears throat> save the simpsons <laughs> like hypothetically what would your plan to save the simpsons be C- considering everyone who is alive i do listen to this podcast yeah. that means the people creating the simpsons because we're currently talking about it uh do listen to the podcast so thanks for listening guys sorry for shitting on you um but this is your opportunity gary yeah look i just want to say the, the current simpsons writers because i know they're listening they're, they're doing they're doing a good job they're writing a different show yeah, yeah. right but if we want to get the simpsons back to being the kind of show that it used to be um you need to look at what made it that show. So I'll give you a really truncated version, right? Sure. Simpsons show initially was, at its core, a family sh- a family show. There was a lot of heart in it. And in the first few seasons, they, they were all mostly grounded episodes. There were some really good episodes up to sort of season 10 or so, where they do some kind of zany stuff. But at the core, you still have a family that is dysfunctional but loves each other. The issue is that now, none of these characters are consistent with what they with, with with sort of none of these characters are consistent right homer will do something stupid because it's funny and be awful to his family because it's funny and then at the end of the show they'll just say oh homer likes them again if you look back yeah. at the first seasons homer would genuinely feel bad for what he did you play they play that little that little bit at the end of the show <laughs> the little bit of music and it's like oh what a lovely family so all you got to do is jump like 30 years into the future for The Simpsons, Ooh. right? Um, 20, 30, no, not 30 years, 20 years into the future of The Simpsons, right? That brings them from sort of, let's say, the 90s to the sort of 2010s. You can fudge the timeline a bit. It doesn't really matter too much. That means that all the iPhones and computers and all the stuff that they're using now don't feel weird, right? Because because we, we're in the current day, right? And sure. The Simpsons in the 90s still worked. Bart and Lisa are adults. Maggie is like, you know, a teenager or whatever. The show centers around Bart, as a sort of probably single dad, probably still living with Marge and Homer, but with his kids. Lisa off doing her thing and Maggie being a teenager. That way you can explore all of the aspects of culture that The Simpsons used to explore. The Simpsons used to explore aspects of the family, you know? Like, um, oh, what happens when the kid cheats on his test, right? Bart gets a Bart gets an A or Bart gets an F or whatever. Um, and you can do that. You can explore you can explore those with all of these different sort of age groups, right? Because this is what the Simpsons struggles with now. You can't show a character going to college as a as a college age kid because they've got an eight year old, a ten year old, and a one year old. So if Maggie's in college, you can explore the college stories. If Lisa's sort of in her twenties, you can explore that. You can explore Bart being a sort of deadbeat dad. You can explore grandparents with Homer and Marge. And it means that also all of the sort of voice cast who are unfortunately dying you can you can write out those characters without it feeling weird right mm-hmm. you you can you can come to grips with the show aging and also tell stories like you used to and rehash old stories in in a new way build a simpsons that is good again make simpsons great again. <laughs> <laughs> that is the truncated version by the way i could talk about this for hours um I really like it as a pitch what it sounds to me like though is the sort of thing they might try as like a bold last season they're like we're gonna finish off and, and maybe even not a last seat like it's i i could ne- i would love to see it happen but i could only see them committing to it for maybe a season maybe even like a last episode and it would never be given justice this is this is the thing i didn't mention this this is not uh to give the simpsons another 30 years this is to give the simpsons 40 years four or five seasons to to get back to where it was at its peak, right? To, to really recapture the spirit of The Simpsons. 
and then once they're on a high, they leave. They end the show. That's it. Ah, uh, yes. I, I think you forget that uh, The Simpsons <laughs> is now owned by Disney. <laughs> a, a capitalist don't know how to go out on a high, unfortunately. Look, to, look, if I want The Simpsons to be good, I need it to end on a high note. Obviously, Guys. that's yeah, not going to happen. I, I, that's why I, like, yeah? I just remember that there are going to be four Marvel movies coming out within, like, four months of each other this year, and I don't want it. I don't want, like, okay. it's, sorry, I was just thinking about, the, Al's you, just mentioned, been you mentioned Disney, and then I thought about the fact that, like, it goes, I think, June, fucking September, no, it's like, June, September, November, December are, like, Four fucking movies coming out at once. That's too soon. All right, Disney, fuck off. Sorry, I'm, this is a side <laughs> no, note. Oh. But that makes sense. Marvel's tactic actually fits with what The Simpsons should be doing. I mean, if you want The Simpsons, Simpsons to jump ahead, right, say 20 years, right, you can have it run for a certain amount of time and then do that again after maybe a decade. That way you, you can keep it fresh. And that's kind of what Marvel are doing in that they had Iron Man, Captain America, all of those characters. And now some of the people are leaving because people are aging, which doesn't happen in the comics. And they're being forced to bring in younger legacy versions of those characters. We're getting a new Black Widow. We're getting probably an Iron Man replacement at some point soon, you know? All of these characters are being brought in because they want it to last forever, but unfortunately, unfortunately actors don't live forever. So you just need to treat The Simpsons in the same way that it was always treated, which is like a live-action sitcom. You know, replace the characters with new ones. Yeah, I think I think that is something that it really suffers from is just just the fact that it commits to the. It's now been running for thirty goddamn years, and it commits to the fact that these characters will not age, and you just run out of stories for a ten-year-old. You just do. They they've had no stories of a thirteen-year-old or a fourteen-year-old or a fifteen-year-old, and those stories are different. Like you you there is a significant when you're a kid, each year is poses very different issues each time. So if you're gonna commit to only telling the stories of a one year old, an eight year old, a ten year old, and then oh fucking old Homer and Marge are mm. um you're anywhere between stories. thirty any, anywhere between thirty six and forty two or whatever. <laughs> However old you need like, to be like genuinely their ages have changed. Like they aged a little bit at the start mm. and the kids didn't. As in, yeah. But the thing is that like they've they, the thing is, they can do really good stories with older Simpsons characters because they've done them. They, the future yeah. stories are great. Even the younger Simpsons stories are great. You know, when they're when they're like, it's just Bart and Lisa as babies sort of thing. Um, all of those are great, but they can't commit to them. You know? No. No. Gosh. Right. We <laughs> should me. dive into. <laughs> we should dive into the three, <laughs> fifty minutes into the episode. We should start talking about the thing we're reviewing. Um, there are three episodes. <laughs> Do you have somewhere to be, Corey? <laughs> I planned for this to take two hours, so I'm good. Okay, sweet. We're fine. Uh, <laughs> we're definitely not recording another episode after this. Uh, <laughs> dear listeners, we're not going to reveal which one we're recording after this, but just listen around this episode and see if you can tell which one we're really tired in. <laughs> um, so uh, there are three episodes that Anne had way it does appear in uh season 20 episode 17 the good the sad and the drugly uh season 21 episode 10 uh once upon a time in string in springfield and i was very surprised to learn that they had not had an episode called once upon a time in springfield before this <laughs> it took them 20 years to get to that very easy title um and then uh, season 24 episode one moonshine river Kind of. Ugh, sorry, sorry. Corey. Uh, sorry that we made you watch 20 minutes of unnecessary content. Uh, 30 minutes, go. by the way. 30. <laughs> I had to rewatch it. 
Because <laughs> he didn't know where she turned up. <laughs> uh, well, let's let's go through this chronologically and therefore finish with a whimper. Um, so we've got uh, the good, the sad, and the... Dr- oh, wait, Al, I'm forgetting. We, we have a... I've, we've been talking too much and we have a, a, a part of the show that happens at this point um, which is uh, Six Degrees of Tom Hanks it's a really easy one <laughs> uh, yep, yep, yep. so uh, we every uh, week try to connect this uh, project back to our erstwhile season one star Tom Hanks by virtue of the game Six Degrees of Separation where you connect people who have starred in things alongside other people uh, I, I can do it in one step anyone else? Uh, I've, got, I've got a better one I've got a better one. Oh no okay. no I don't Tom, okay. wait, no, never I'll, mind. I'll, I got I'll, confused. <laughs> no. Did you connect it back to Anne Hathaway? No, I connected it back to Hank Azaria. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> well, yeah, we can do that pretty easily. <laughs> um, uh, so I'll do the easy one. Mm. Anne Hathaway appears in this with the cast of The Simpsons. <laughs> the cast of The Simpsons appears in The Simpsons movie with Tom Hanks. Having said that, I'm fairly... Dan Castellanata appears in some other things. I'm sure there is another way to get round to it, but I didn't prepare. Um, so if anyone else, uh, while I just, you know, totally don't vamp for time, uh, uh, can think about what live-action things Dan Castellanata... In fact, I'm almost certain we've seen Dan Castellanata in something else. We have reviewed something else on this podcast look, where we've seen da- Dan Castellanata. Hank Azaria's been in uh, lots of things. All right, Mystery Hank Azaria obviously stars in the uh, hit hit movie Run Fat Boy Run alongside Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg okay. stars in Mission Impossible Three <laughs> alongside Tom Cruise. And Tom Cruise famously in Tom Hanks movie. Um, I'm sure they get Tom Hanks oh. been Tom Tom Hank Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise and Tom Hanks. Fuck yeah. I uh, um oh uh, collateral. What's that movie? Collateral Man? No. Collateral, Fucking... man. No, just collateral, yeah, with Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx. With Jamie Foxx. God, you feel like Jamie no? Foxx. Okay. Uh, Jamie Foxx starred in. Oh, okay, okay, I've got it. I've got it. Okay, I've got okay, it. yep. Uh, we would thank God. Shit, no, I don't got it. Oh my God, okay. that Jamie Foxx. Anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah, Jamie Foxx <laughs> starred in that new movie that I can't remember the name of with Denzel Washington. What's he starring? He's starring in a new movie with Denzel Washington. Uh, Jamie Foxx. Spiral from Does the he... book. No, that's not. Um. No, maybe he doesn't. Oh fuck! Now I'm um, now I'm confusing him with a different movie. Fuck! I do, I, Come on, guys! Come on, guys! I, I we can do this. Name any God, name any Tom Hanks film. I have literally I've drawn a, a blank. Forrest, okay, a blank Forrest Gump, Philadelphia, uh, <laughs> Saving Private Ryan. Um, we've seen. Dan should, wait, wait! No, no, no! Saving Private Ryan. Okay. All right, Saving Private Ryan stars Vin Diesel. Is there any way to get from Vin Diesel to Hank's <laughs> area or any of these people? just going random some of these people. Some other point. of these people will have starred in The Simpsons. Anybody, <sighs> like, oh no, oh, 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 that's really easy. Um, okay. Tom Hanks stars in, uh, sorry, Anne Hathaway stars in this with uh, the cast of The Simpsons. The cast of The Simpsons obviously co-starred uh, with Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep stars in The Post. Okay, there you go. <laughs> there you go. I guess that'll fucking do. Uh, <laughs> Not a good why one. did I go, I did I go back to that? You know, as a link. You want to know where I was? I was going from. Okay, Tom Hanks is in is in um, Forrest Gump with Sally Field, who is in okay. Amazing Spider Man with um, Emma Stone, and then I got lost. <laughs> like, I did, <laughs> I didn't uh, can know you where get to from go. From Emma Stone to Anne Hathaway. Emma Stone to Anne Hathaway. Uh, no, I was about to confuse Ryan Gosling with Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, uh, why? Why did I? Why did I go back? Wait, to I this thought it was Emma Stone to... to The Simpsons, which connects to Anne Hathaway. 
well, either either way. Oh yes, Emma Stone to the Simpsons. You are correct. You are correct. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, why did I go back to it? Why did I go back? Emma Stone <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Terrible whoa, hosting my own show. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Emma Stone stars in the favorite alongside Olivia Coleman. Olivia Coleman stars in the father alongside Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins does not star in any movie with that Hathaway as far as I'm aware. If we need okay, mystery mystery men, we if we find something with Ben Stiller or um uh Tropic Thunder. We had Tropic Thunder that Tom Tom Cruise is in that. Yes. yes I don't know yes. I don't remember how we got to Tom no, 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 Cruise. No, no, so here's what we do, here's what we do, all right? Uh and, no, Hank Azaria stars in Run Far Boy Run. Run Far Boy Run sang Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg is in Mission Impossible Three alongside Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is in um Tropic Thunder. Ben Stiller is in Tropic Thunder. And also in an Anne Hathaway movie. No, we're trying, Wait, no, to, we're trying to get back to, to Tom. Hanks. I thought we were trying to get back to Stella. I'm very confused. <laughs> I think we need to... Oh, for God's sake. Oh, come on. Come on. Come on. One sec. Let me go to I, IMDb. I, I hate you. I hate you. Uh, one, one sec. One sec. Corey, you're supposed to come on and improve this podcast. <laughs> you, you oh, my God. Okay, okay. I've got it. I've okay. got it. Oh, okay. my God. Okay. So okay. We're, we're, okay. okay. Right. Okay. So, um... Okay. So, we've got... Uh, uh, we're going from The Simpsons to Hank Azaria. Who okay. is in uh, Run Fat by Ron with Simon Pegg? Who is in Paul with Sigourney Weaver? Who is in Ooh. Galaxy Quest with um, what's his name? He's he's Steve. Oh God, he plays Woody. No, he plays Buzz Lightyear. Oh, uh, Tim Allen. Tim Allen. Tim Allen is in go. Toy Story with Tom Hanks as Woody. There you go. Yes, we got, got there. Oh, Dear boy. listeners, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That is all I have to say. Um, so oh, my we were, Lord. We're about to get in to... <laughs> to talk about... Five minutes. To talk about the Simpsons episodes that Anne Hathaway is in. So, the first one is good, the good, the sad, and the druggly. Um, which stars Anne Hathaway. Someone take over. It stars Anne Hathaway the story. as, as uh, Bart's girlfriend. How many girlfriends has Bart had? We'll talk about that in one of the future episodes. <laughs> Uh, that's right. This girl is a goody-goody. She really likes helping the elderly. Boo. What 10-year-old likes oh, the elderly? Al, Al, you've skipped over... You know I like to go through minute by minute. Uh, you've skipped oh over something that I want to complain about, uh, which is right at the beginning. Millhouse and Bart uh, play a prank. They they un, unscrew everything in the uh, school, and the school starts falling apart. There's a very funny part where Ralph Huggins, uh, uh sandwich falls apart. It's that's great. Um, yeah, but... Willie gets knocked out by some of the letters on the school sign and then it falls down and three N's fall sideways and make Z's like he's falling asleep. Now someone point out to me where three fucking N's are in Springfield Elementary School. Where's the third N? Where is the third N come from? There were other words on the thing I think. It's spring. Uh, you. No. It, it's the front sign of Springfield the, Elementary. It says Springfield Elementary School. One second, right? I'm gonna put up fucking Disney Plus. Let me check. This. No, I promise. I promise you. It says spring. It, it does not. It does not have another word. There is. There is not another N, and I'm furious. See, I thought about that when it when those fell. I was like, oh, I should think about the words to see if there's three N's in there. And I thought, ah, seems about right. <laughs> yeah, yeah eyeball it that sounds good um anyway that's the point of the <coughs> that got me angry um see if this was if this was the old simpsons that would have been a joke in and of itself where did the, yes. where did the third end come from yes absolutely um so yeah, millhouse uh, gets caught uh bart doesn't so millhouse gets grounded he gets grounded for a week and bart's like oh i'm sorry uh i'll come and visit you every single day 
and we get the setup for his storyline. Al, are you, are you still going back and having I'm a look at this? Investigating this shit. This reminds um, me of my actual one of my one more favorite uh, Simpsons episode, where, the one where Bart sells his soul. Um, uh, yeah. uh, I watched that. It's called Bart sells his soul. <laughs> what a great, what a great <laughs> title. Um, but uh, in which then after watching that, clearly my siblings and I didn't get the point of that episode and would go around selling us something <laughs> on a paper. And then the other one would eat it and be like, well, no, I have your soul. <laughs> Did you soul swap uh, with your siblings? Is that what you're trying to explain to Apparently so. <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, Bart ends up visiting his granddad at the retirement home, and this is when he meets Anne Hathaway, who's playing, as you were saying, the goody two-shoes. Everyone at the retirement home loves her. She brings different, uh, what is it? Is it snacks? Different cookies uh, to each of the people. She's the best. And Bart, well, he's not the best, but he's going to pretend to be the best to get women. Which we know is a really good strategy. Don't be yourself is what all the people <laughs> say. Um, so yeah, that sets up the the story for that. Uh, then Lisa has a story about how she uh, is looking up in social. You know, you know when you're eight and you're doing social studies class, classic eight year old social studies class. Uh, when she's asked her, what will Springfield be like in fifty years, and she uh, much like all of us try to ignore, uh, learns that the whole world's going to fall apart. Uh, and the climate change is going to ruin everything. Uh, and so she starts to go a little bit crazy. Lisa Simpson, who, who for 20 years has been an avid climate supporter, suddenly <laughs> finds out. Yeah, God, I hate the this brand show. new information for her. Uh, she didn't learn about this from Paul McCartney 15 years ago. <laughs> no, no. Um, uh, so Nelson recommends to uh, punch Anne Hathaway. That's his recommendation to Bart. Uh, but he decides not to. Um, there's a fun little joke about uh, Willie having a, uh, a Swedish rock star girlfriend, or whatever she is. <laughs> I liked the joke yes. about um, Nelson carrying gum in his gum in his wallet, like condoms. I thought that was yeah. the- <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. He gives two to two to Bart. Um, yeah, so Lisa's fallen apart, uh, and Bart is starting to fall in love with dear Anne Hathaway. Uh, he falls in with the bullies. The bullies uh, are, are gonna just kill a bird for some reason because they're trying to impress a girl and the girl's like either you either you hurt the bird or the boy (laughs) the bird or the boy it's not just a girl jamie it's shauna she's shauna okay is that is that a is that a recurring character that i'm not aware of no okay (laughs) you just have a very good memory for character names that i don't um uh, so what what is lisa lisa gets given a drug that's her yeah, plot line, Lisa, isn't Lisa it? Ignore it all. In the episode. Oh yes, ignore it all. Ignore it all. Ha <laughs> ha. Joke. Very good. Um, oh, I've, 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 no one else is as interested as going through this plot as I am. Apparently. So, a, no, I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm just trying. Sorry, I'm just trying not to to rant about this because there's so many issues I have with this. For example, the okay. Homer and Marge had have had an entire episode about putting their kid on mind altering drugs, and it was yeah. a bad idea. And they decide to just pump Lisa full of them because that's where the episode needs to go. Yeah. Uh, so Good. she starts uh, having seeing everyone is smiling uh, and even people who are vomiting are vomiting smiles. Uh, <laughs> uh, Police Chief Wiggum gets shot and starts breathing smiles. Um, uh, and that's her plot basically until the end. Um, they're at dinner, uh, you know, having a lovely dinner and tr- Bart's trying to pretend to not be the person he is and everyone else at the table is going crazy you know lisa's 
drugged out of her fucking mind. Um, and uh, she's not very impressed. At this point, Milhouse turns up. He's not happy. You know, you know when you promise your boy to see him every day and then he just goes off and puts a suit on and combs his hair and hangs out with a woman instead? I'm sure we've all had this happen to us. Um, and yeah, so he's not happy because he's been ignoring him. Uh, so he starts to uh, sabotage him. I can't remember how. Someone someone finish off this plot. We're like four he minutes from the um, He goes up and he says threatening things in corners, doesn't he? Like, apparently he's grabbing the girlfriend and being like, Bart's terrible and she thinks it's a joke. They go down to the pier. At the pier, she, he's like, do you know why that dolphin runs away from Bart? And the dolphin says, uh, it's because he made me swim in seven up, which is a good gag. A great gag. <laughs> um, he also spends an afternoon baking Millhouse face-shaped cookies as well to, to just taunt yes. Bart, which... Um, cool. Uh, and yeah, so basically, eventually, uh, she finds out that he's not the goody two-shoes uh, that... Uh, that she thought he was and so she leaves him um and he buys a <laughs> he buys her flowers from uh from the quickie mart to give to um millhouse and a very good joke when he comes back and the flower's supposed to be for him to put on the grave of his own mum and alpha is like well i've got this uh road to the final in tampa of duff beer sign from 1992 and he goes and leaves a, a cardboard cutout of a football player at his uh, mum's grave you seem unhappy with this joke it's not a football player it's duff man I fell oh, asleep. Man, you're right. I'm going to be honest. I think I <laughs> fell asleep at this point. Um, fair, fair I didn't uh, realize. Yeah, Milhouse and uh, Milhouse and Bart uh, make up, and they do one last prank where they uh, buff the floor of the school to make it like an ice rink, um, and start playing that song. I don't know. You know the song. Yeah. I mean, uh, and and everyone's having a skating good time, and that's the good, the sad, and the drugly. Do we want to talk about each of these individually, no, or should we get through? I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the next one, Jamie. You went through in lovely detail. I'm taking the, I'm taking this with two reins. We go on to the next one. All right. Okay. I would like to say at this point, the only uh, piece of information I do have of show context is that uh, Anne Hathaway won an Emmy for this episode. Really? Why? Yep. She won She's a primetime Emmy for uh, primetime Emmy for uh, for voiceover performance uh, because for some reason the voice. Whereas I guess in other uh, shows you do. Like in in the normal acting, they do submit like an episode, but normally they would have like a guest appearance Emmy, but they don't have that for voiceovers. So they just submit Anne Hathaway in this role in this episode. And she's going up against like Archer, H. John Benjamin playing Archer and, and a bunch of other people playing like season long roles. Man, they just for some reason, give those Emmys away, don't they? Like, Yeah, yeah. She just fucking wins it because... Did okay, well, I, I, I have an issue with Anne Hathaway in this episode, and I will wait until the end of it. Right, right. We're going to power through the next two episodes, okay? So, okay. Look, in the next episode, uh, Krusty the Clown, that's right, your favorite not-Homer character, who looks suspiciously like Homer, but is not Homer, very deliberately not Homer, guys, was never meant to be Homer. Um, <laughs> he's he's doing a show, and the execs, the execs, they love it. They love everything about it. They don't want to change a single thing, except they want to change everything about it, and Krusty needs to get a new co-star. Okay, says Krusty. Who are we getting? No, Krusty she says no. There's a fun gag with him. Well, we already have a TV show uh, aimed at getting a <laughs> yeah. uh, Krusty replacement. We go in and just like the fake Krusty's like, I'm not union, which is really funny. <laughs> good gag. Like good that gag. gag. That was a good gag. Um, they come out and uh, Krusty is a new co-partner is going to be uh, Princess... Pen- not- Princess Penelope. Princess Penelope. Princess Penelope. Uh, played by Anne Hathaway. 
who is um... hey guys hey guys did did you know that anne hathaway can sing did you know can that? she sing like i was i wasn't <laughs> sure if anne hathaway could sing but oh but uh, thank god she took the opportunity to let us all know at this time that she could sing you might you might have got my hint at what i have an issue about another way in this episode and we'll get to that at the end um there is quite a good joke uh, that i'm sure you're gonna brush over so i want to uh, talk about some uh homer and the guys are at the bar uh, this is the b plot yes. uh, they're thinking about leaving the um uh leaving the nuclear plant uh, and some guy comes in and goes oh let's have a round on me uh, and then mo goes a round on you they taught me about this in bartending school i don't know when he gets out a book and goes oh wow this is really good for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the B plot is uh, they are being uh, courted over to another uh, nuclear power plant. The the C plot is, I guess, that uh, Bart does not like the fact that uh, Princess Penelope, uh, or like the kind of joint A plot, is Bart doesn't like Princess Penelope. Uh, Princess Penelope doing really well for the show, bringing in a lot of girls, but alienating a lot of the young male viewers. All right. These young men, they just want clowns. All right, they just want these hardened, like you know, smoking clowns to clowns, tell them jokes. The notoriously masculine um, <laughs> a form of entertainment that is enjoyed only by young boys and not girls what, at all. What every Gen X slash Gen Z child wants clowns. All right, Jesus. Um, they also weirdly at some point get Gary Larson, the the like guy who created Far Side in this for some reason. He just appears. He's like the the in house cartoonist oh, of yeah. the new fucking nuclear power plant. <laughs> well, that's really weird. <laughs> like who? What kid audience is getting who Gary fucking Larson is from the Far Side comics? <laughs> anyway, uh, so so famous retired cartoonist Gary so, Larson. Um, Anyway, so Krusty's not getting on with his co-star. He doesn't like the fact that she is overshadowing him. He he recognizes that people like yep. Princess Penelope more she's than She's coming like on. Krusty. She's doing a song and dance. She's yeah. having all of it. It's it's not Krusty's style. He goes in. She's also Brooklyn backstage for some reason. <laughs> yeah, he goes into uh, her dressing room. In her dressing room, she has a very broad. Uh, is it Brooklyn or is it New Jersey? It might be New Jersey. I don't know. You know, I, one of wait, those. Wait, so she has a very broad. <laughs> East Coast accent, not Boston or Connecticut. Below that, but also you know, New York or West. Anyway, um, at which point she then goes, cool, I want to bang you, all right? I knew as a child the biggest turn-on for anyone to be told. <laughs> uh, she's like, I've always loved you. When, and to be fair, they at least age it slightly better, but she's like, I was a pretty girl in, like, 1970s, like, New Jersey, and my dad worked at the station at which you did your show back then. I was part of the Krusty fan club. And now I want to bang you. Uh, and that's weird. You know, cool. But again, that is the, the weirdest Morally thing dubious. <laughs> yeah. You know, icky, icky. Um, they then hook up and they, from now on, Krusty loves her. Krusty is uh, a fan of being on the show with her. Um you know, again, they do lots of kind of lovey-dovey bits, but doesn't like it. Where's the violence? Where's the classic Krusty? Uh, they get engaged. Krusty proposes on the show to Princess Penelope. Um, Princess Fever sweeps the town, and again, in another good gag. Uh, again, what I do appreciate about the show is even when I don't necessarily love the episodes, they have enough good jokes in them that it tends to be yeah, fine. Yeah, like, you laugh a few times. When you're in the class, in the gag in the classroom where it's like, um, it's like Empowering Women's Day. Uh, and they kind of come in and uh, Lisa finishes giving her speech from Princess Anne. And she's like, thank you, Lisa. So that's uh, three speeches about Princess Anne, six speeches, uh, like six speeches about Princess Diana. 
which um, I did find funny. Yeah. And, and, and then Ralph, Ralph says, uh, <laughs> Princess Leia. On, Princess Leia. <laughs> I am a Star says, Wars. I'm a Star Wars. Which, you know what? Bad joke, love it. Yeah. It's, it's so simple, but it made me laugh. <laughs> I'm a Star Wars. Sometimes you just need to have Ralph Wiggum saying I'm a Star Wars and you've got me on board. I feel like Ralph Wiggum nowadays is just used to make jokes that will be turned into memes. There's no, like, it needs to have a tenuous connection to the episode at best, just so long as it will be memed. Um, there's the resolution of the, um, just before the wedding, there's a resolution of the, the B plot where Mr. Burns offers them, like, donuts infused with like unicorn cum or some shit um and and they're all like oh but what about like benefits and and stuff like that and they're like oh but what about two donuts instead and so they go back to their work um Crossy then we then, have the wedding yeah but then goes to trevor in uh, Crossy's wedding he says look in the a- most fucking brutal way possible, yeah sure i have to well, say Crossy had invited apparently his first wife um apparently crossy had been married 12 times his father is marrying them um uh rabbi uh Krostovsky, yeah. yeah. something like that. Um, and uh, his first wife's there, who apparently was his first uh, kind of co-host. Uh, and his last wife has also brought in Eartha Kitt, like <laughs> recorded a couple months before she died, apparently. Yep. Yeah, um, uh, posthumously, weirdly. Sure. Uh, why released, didn't she um, win the? Uh, why didn't she win the award? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Bart is just like going to on a wedding day, just being like, "Look at all these other failed marriages. This person doesn't deserve happiness because he's been unhappy before." It's very mean, you know. Sure. God. Let's uh, fi- finish describing it because I've got so right. much to say about why I just <laughs> like these episodes. Crossy proceeds to be like cool. His. Uh, no, he's then like, oh, should you shoot me with Krusty? Because he's a selfish dick. And Krusty's like, actually, I don't want to be with you. But I, I don't want to marry you because I love you too much. And I realize that I shouldn't be in a marriage because I've been through 12 of them, which is correct. I want to be very... Uh, look, unless all your partners have died tragically, um, after marriage three, stop. You know, just... No, I'm just saying just live with them, all right? You can get a civil... <laughs> po- like, but you shouldn't be forcing people to show up to a ceremony at marriage 12, okay? You get... Two, That's fair. Honestly, That's you get fair. one and people are happy for you. Your second one, people are like, okay, well, at least this one will stay. <laughs> at marriage three, people are resenting you for inviting you to come again, okay? That's that's your problem. And, and Al, at age 26, how many third marriages have you been to? <laughs> Eight. Um, um, and then Anne Hathaway sings again to finish the fucking episode. No, no, no. And then they go to Paris. And then so yeah. th- then she shows, they go to Paris and Crossy's like, I want to be with you. And then they're together in Paris. Yeah. Weird end to the episode. I think, honestly, with the ends of these episodes, my attention kept on leaving. I feel like for a lot of these parts, <laughs> I saw it over the top of my phone. <laughs> not intentionally. Um, I just could not hold. Well, uh, let, let's... Very briefly talk about the third episode in which Anne Hathaway appears for 10 seconds. Can... Not even 10 seconds, Ooh. about two and a half. I'm very sorry. I can feel this one because I had to watch it Do two it. and a half times. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Wait, no, I can't actually feel this one because it did not last in my memory. Okay, right. Do you, do you remember the Anne Hathaway part? Do I you want to do just the part that Anne Hathaway appears in, and then I will do the briefest summary and the one thing I want to complain. Oh, about. I think I could do. I think I could do. I think I can do the whole thing actually. I think I might. Okay. Be able to. So Bart okay. is at a place. And everyone's, everyone's, da- Milhouse has a, is there with Lisa. Other people are there with their respective partners. And Bart realizes that girls don't like him. Um, yeah. And then he's like, but no, girls do like me. I will go and visit all of my old girlfriends to prove that they do like me. And he, yeah. he does that. And then Anne Hathaway shows up to say one line. Yep. 
And then he goes off to New York to meet Mary Spuckler. I'm sorry, I cannot remember. Yes, um, Cletus, so yeah, he meets like four girlfriends. Sarah Silverman gets like three lines. Lucky her is one of the ex-girlfriends. Anne Hathaway only gets one. Um, But uh, so he goes to New York to meet Cletus's daughter, who he's had a relationship with before, played by Zooey Deschanel. Now, I recognize that in terms of uh, having people not play from the background they come from, uh, this is not the biggest issue I have with The Simpsons. But Zooey Deschanel comes from an acting family, grew up in California, has been extremely wealthy and lucky her entire life. So her just putting on a really like southern redneck accent to play a, a dumb southern hick... I don't know. It she's doesn't, doesn't really vibe me with me very well, Zooey she, Deschanel. She she's not playing a dumb character. Like every all the other all the other slag draw yokels, uh, which I believe is their surname. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's certainly Cletus the slag draw yokels. I assume they are. It, it, it was um, holds the it's, familial name. It's, yes. it's Spuckler. The slag draw yokel is merely a title. Oh, it, 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 it is it bequeathed <laughs> upon the head of the family, um, Spuckler. But uh, no, no, uh, she her character is not necessarily dumb. She's, she, she may, she's not in this episode, to be fair. She may have been in the first episode. I don't know. I haven't seen it. This seems like it's been a she's got a way to go to New York to to, to get all um, uh, yuppie yuppity. Um, but the rest of the episode, I don't know. Fucking she flirts with Bart. And then at the That's very it. end, uh, she, yeah. At the very end, uh, she has to escape from Cletus to get her away. And she's getting on the train and she just goes, Hey, Bart, if anyone ever tells you, if some woman ever tries to get you to change, do it. You have many fatal flaws, but you're pretty okay anyway. Bye. And that was that was a good joke. I like that. Yeah. Anyway, we don't have to talk about that episode because it has nothing to do with Anne Hathaway. Or, or really, so, we can talk about it in context of the first episode, but that is it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, um, so, Corey go off king man i these struggled to hold my attention like i said i had to watch that third episode two and a half times because the first time i i could not look at the screen for long enough to catch her to catch her in it like, um no um these episodes are all exactly what is wrong with the simpsons because mm-hmm. they are boring they are yeah. They are uninterested. The, the, the thing is, the stories just have no real resolution. If we were going to say, uh, let's take the second story they were talking about, right? If we were to go on Old Simpsons, Krusty gets um, a new girlfriend and Bart, and it's making the show suffer, and Bart wants to stop that. In the old show, Bart probably would have had some kind of like emotional connection with Krusty, um, and Krusty might have realized in a, in a much more natural way that maybe this is not good. We would have seen the relationship not being good for the other person rather than it just being tacked on at the end because uh, we can't have Anne Hathaway come back every week, so we need to find <laughs> some way to get rid of her. Oh, God. And starting the episode with the idea that Lisa doesn't like Krusty. Lisa likes, Lisa likes Krusty. Girls like Krusty. This is this is that, yeah. It, it's not a pre-established thing within the show. Oh dear me! It's just so frustrating. It's so frustrating. It's so bad. The first episode as well was just. Here's the thing. Here's a moral dilemma for you. If someone is pretending to be good, they're just good. You can't like whether you mean for the like whether the good things are good or not. Like whether you're intending to do the good things for like uh, whether you're intending to help people because you want to help them or because you want to appear like you're helping them, you're still doing good things, right? Yeah. There was Whoa. no reason for her to slap him. Because he was true. still doing... <laughs> he was showing he was willing to change for her. That's a nice thing, right? I think that is the problem. Had he been doing something like... I think you could pretend to be good and not do good if you're like, 
oh look if you kind of go to like a charity donation box and you're like i've just you write a, a check and you're like i've just donated ten thousand dollars to charity and you've only donated a dollar like that's pretending to do good but you've done then, then nothing whereas like in this yeah bart does change he does he doesn't become a better boy <laughs> yeah right? he's a good little boy and he doesn't get the credit for that he's no but no but you you know that your boys must hold you down <laughs> your boys must cling to you and keep you at their level desperately uh because um, how dare he try to go and be a better human there is literally a simpson story that does this better do you know what it's called mm-hmm. lisa's date with density season nine I think might be season seven. Can't quite remember. But Nelson starts dating Lisa and wants to become better because of it. And do you know what happens at the end of the story? He doesn't. He lies to Lisa. They break up. Yeah. That's it. Like, that is how you do that story. The Simpsons did it better. Yeah. At no point point did Bart do anything wrong. He just had done things wrong previously. And like, do we really want to have like no reconciliation? Like when people are not allowed to improve, is that the message of the fucking Simpsons Or maybe a better, a better way for this to have gone. Oh my God, I'm just rewriting this episode to be better off the top of my head is she finds out that actually Bart doesn't care very much about his friend Milhouse. And that is what makes her want to break up with him. Because you're not that good a person because you're just dropping your friend. There's something that makes more sense. Yeah, and 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 by like we on the idea of the the celebrity cameo. So let's let's bring in the Anne Hathaway of it all. Mm-hmm. We talked about how previously celebrities were brought in to bring in an interesting new character to the show that adds a new dimension. This character does not add anything. In fact. Bart is expressly, deliberately kept the exact same at the beginning and the end of the episode. He does not change. That's the point of the episode. And her character does not bring any new perspective. She's one of Bart's numerous girlfriends. And this one's a goody two-shoes? Like, is that a new perspective? I'm going to, I'm going to, to take the unpopular decision here, and I'm going to say what I think was probably here's my guess for what the pitch of this episode was which was okay you take that first so bart's first girlfriend obviously Mel street doing pretty well for himself but that episode is is pretty much about like there's a girl that bart likes but this girl is bad all right and mm. she wants bart yeah. to do bad things and bart has to try and like bart wants to try and be a bad boy but he can't really do it because that is cool bart's sweet like bart's mm. both bad and good and therefore he's ne- he's really neither he's just a naughty 10 year old um, I think this one is meant to be sort of the inverse of that, where like rather than like be bad, it's this girl wants him to be good, and he can't really do that either. I just think I think unlike those other episodes, I think where this really fails is there's no stakes in this. Like Bart wants to date this girl, cool, but we're never really just invested in that relationship. Whenever there's no like there's no actual feeling, like Bart's never like super sad that this girl doesn't want to be with him. You know what I mean? Like, there's, yeah, no, there's, no emotion, there's no emotion to it. Here's the thing about this show, right? What killed The Simpsons is that it lost its heart. And like many things, having no heart will usually kill you. Um, so, <laughs> no, so, I mean, yeah, you're saying there's no there's no stakes. There's no emotional stakes. I don't care about what happens to Bart and this girl because I know that, I know that it doesn't matter. The girl is a, is a new character that's just been invented and can very easily be wiped away. All of the stuff that Bart does to Millhouse is played as a joke um yeah all of the sort of good stuff he does there's no reason that he can't continue doing it 
you know? Yeah, he he doesn't seem to be struggling with doing good things. He's just doing them. He literally says, like, it, so, sorry, he literally says, like, oh, this is what setting the table is. If I'd known that it was this easy, I would have done it before. So why are you not going to do it again? What is the reason for him to returning to normal other than we need Bart to remain in the sort of Bart archetype? But I, I don't mind the returning to normal. For, like, I think for me, I think what I will, what I will counter bitch is that like in the early seasons too like there are a lot there are lots of episodes where there's personal growth but their personal growth doesn't necessarily contain like it's not it is it is really uh episodic rather than like a serialized thing like you like characters learn but like really what it's about is for us to go on that journey of them learning with them and then putting them in different yeah. situations and we learn different things in this one like i agree like at, at this point the issue is like similar to something like pokemon or whatever like by a certain point you've invested so much in the episodes that when there is not personal growth or even worse than that like i think the actual thing which the simpsons said which is worse is when they do something which contradicts earlier stuff right when they set up earlier they're like hey this is what homer's like in this situation and then in the later episode they do the exact same situation but they do a different th- they're like oh homer doesn't do that at all homer homer actually hates like sushi he would never eat sushi because he's, mm. he's weird you're like okay but i've seen homer eat sushi before that's that I don't like. I don't mind so much with the resets, partly because, like, for me, that's that's how, like, 30 seasons in, you can still... You're still related to the original ones, characters. I mean, I should be clear, I don't mind the reset. I just think it was done lazily, Probably. right? Yeah, like, yeah. I, I feel like they, they had Bart go on a journey of personal growth and then needed to reset it and didn't know how to do it and so just thought getting rid of the girl would do that. And it, yeah. it's interesting that you mentioned, like, oh... We set up a character. We set up Homer, uh, sort of doing something that he has he would not do sort of previously, right? This is this is something that's incredibly indicative of why this show is bad now. Is that when Homer is telling Bart about being in love, he says basically, "I don't love your mother. I just can't leave her," which is just yeah. categorically untrue. The one thing that Homer's like the one thing at the core of Homer Simpson's character is that he's a selfish person that loves his family. Yeah, and like to bring it back to what we reviewed in in uh, our last episode the simpsons movie a big key emotional point of that is when homer loses his family and how desperately sad that is and that is a really good payoff because you know that is true about homer yeah. and that well i guess that was true about homer in 2004 and maybe it's not true about homer in 2010 or i do or the simple fact of the matter is not that these writers don't care mm. but they don't need to care. Yeah. I feel like this, I mean, even if we look at the Lisa being sad storyline, right? Like I know it's not super related to Anne Hathaway and that's another issue. In all three of these stories, all of the stories are so unconnected. When you cut from scene to scene, it's like you're watching almost a clip show, right? But Lisa, Lisa's story of her being sad and medicated, right? Because she's realized that the environment is gonna, is, is sort of dying. She realized the environment was dying in the Simpsons movie and was sort of fighting to protect it. And we had a brilliant Lisa is depressed storyline in like in like the first season, you know they did they did Lisa being depressed and they had yes isn't that when she uh, when she learns meets jazz yeah she, she she learns about jazz. jazz she meets yeah. uh, bleeding gums Murphy um yeah. and we've had some great yeah. stuff with that and we just kind of like ignore that Lisa's ever been depressed before we chuck her on ignore it all <laughs> just so we can have some funny like oh smiley faces visual gags yeah yeah it it, it feels lazy right it feels lazy to yeah. me. I, I will say that, like, I think there's... I, I wonder if what the show... If how you... have a better way, I think, to bring back The Simpsons. Not bring back The Simpsons. It's still running. But what I would maybe do if someone said, 
what, hey Al, you're in charge, is to say, a bit like you said, I think actually, where it's like, I would actually just say, let's take a, a, let's take a break. And even if you wanted to do it where they don't age anything like that, I think just literally taking a couple years in between to say, okay, we're only going to do 12, like, they're currently they're still doing, like, 20 episodes a season? 22 episodes 20 to 22, season? yeah. Yeah. Like, that's a lot. Like, if you were just like, I'm going to do 12 episode season, we're going to, you know, we're going to work on these for a little bit long because they are constantly working on these. They never really stop the writing process. That's why they churn through so many of these writers. That they're kind of like, okay, we'll bring people in, new people in, new people out kind of thing. And say what are the what are the rather than saying okay within this constraints, here is what we got to do. And I you know I feel bad for anyone trying to write with characters with thirty years of history. You know now going on fifty years of history. Just because even just in a continuity sense, like as a writer, it would be you probably have seen like everyone coming in now is coming in with a different reference point to The Simpsons than other people. Because really, if you're a young writer now and you're 24, actually, probably, like, you know, a lot of the stuff, you you probably, when The Simpsons that was on TV when you were a kid was not seasons 1 to 10, it was seasons, like, 10 to 15, maybe. Um, and, like, so the, your touchstones are different anyway, and, like, having to watch 30 seasons of a show to write for season whatever, I'm guessing they don't do anything. It's, you kind of come in, you've watched your episodes, you know, you know the characters... There'll be a star book and you go in. But I do think just like having a reset and then doing less episodes where you can focus on telling better stories would just be better. I think having to do so many ends up why this gets a bit fudged. Shall we yeah. talk about episode two? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Springfield, the uh, the episode with Anne Hathaway's uh, starring role. Now... I was going to talk about this in our when we rate Anne Hathaway's performance, but um, we are we are around the time where people started to hate Anne Hathaway, and we have spoken about previously. We reviewed Anne Hathaway hosting the Oscars, and we were like, "Oh yeah, Anne Hathaway's the best." Why does everyone hate James Franco's the worst? I'm not saying I hate Anne Hathaway, (laughs) but you know what? Watching this episode, I get it. I get why people because there's I. I'm not saying because loads of other people do get away with this, but it's just the coming in and the the show of it all. It feels it's, smug. Look, I can sing. It's I like. I think we will come on because what really pissed a lot of people off was the lame is when she went around the award season and like you say, like a little bit of smugness seemed to be coming in there. And it's possible that that just comes from what we saw when she hosted the Oscars, which is someone who is genuinely just very excited to be there because she is still quite young in or, her career. It's the same thing and she probably is like still Lady very Gaga, excited to be which on is the that You have to talk to 10,000 people. And so you do the same performance each time. And like, we really mm. pick up on it when we talk about women yeah. and we don't pick up on it when we talk about dudes. Like oh. I say, like I say, I'm not saying I hate Anne Hathaway and I recognize that men get away with this sure. way more than women. Say, but, that said, the king of yep. doing uh, interview circuits is, of course, Robert Patterson, who just makes the most random shit up, including the one time he told <laughs> Matt Lauer that he saw a clown die <laughs> on the when being asked about Water for Elephants, and he said that uh, Matt Lauer said, "Well, do you like the circus?" And he went, "Yeah, no." And Matt Lauer went, "Why?" And he went, "Oh, when I was a kid, <laughs> I went to see the circus, and uh, clown went into a clown car and exploded and <laughs> died." <laughs> and this was entirely made up, but you know what? That's how you should treat it. But yes, Carol. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm not saying that I hate sure, Anne I Hathaway, but I see what I from this performance where it comes in and it's Anne Hathaway's going to come on The Simpsons to show off that she can sing, which 
I'll be honest, she does a lot of the time <laughs> from, from having watched her in a lot of things. She takes the opportunity to show if she can sing a lot, which, you know what? But She's a decent singer. Congratulations. I, but, 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 I don't dislike Anne. Yeah. I, I don't dislike Anne Hathaway in this. When I say it feels smug, it's not so much Anne Hathaway as just the whole the whole sort of episode, the way that the yeah. the guest here is, is sort of flouted as like, we have Anne Hathaway. Yeah. Look, she can sing. She comes on. She does Krusty better than Krusty. Krusty falls in love with her. It's just very boring. Look, she can do an accent. <laughs> yeah, the, it's just the character isn't human anymore, right? No, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I think that's my problem with the character, right? It's like, if you compare it to probably the, as much as I don't like this man, but like probably one of the better um Simpsons cameos, of course, uh, when with Michael Jackson. Um, no, am I being crazy? Yeah, yeah, Michael Jackson does start. Yeah, Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah, he, no, was Michael Jackson. he was great. He was fantastic. Yeah, like, yeah. But, like, that is a character who is more complex. Whereas in this, what Anne Hathaway, because, like, I don't blame the Anne Hathaway doing Anne Hathaway thing in here, because really what that means is some people were told, hey, we're going to have Anne Hathaway on an episode. And they went, cool, we'll write for yeah. Anne Hathaway. And they wrote, well, Anne Hathaway can sing, we'll write a couple of songs. Remember, that's, like, Anne Hathaway's choice it's not Anne Hathaway's fault you are right like I say I'm not saying I hate her I'm just saying I can't. if we're gonna hate on anyone we should hate on the Ricky Gervais episode which by the way oh, I oh. when I first watched it I've not rewatched it I enjoyed it but also it was so smugly aggressively Ricky Gervais because he yes. wrote it as well you know yes yeah that uh, yeah way way well uh, yeah again again i'm not saying i hate her and i will continue to say this i see I, we're gonna no, be like I, five episodes okay, down the line no, i'm like look i, I don't hate anne hathaway but she's the fucking <laughs> demon let's, like, let's take it away from jamie's hatred of anne hathaway sure. right so yeah, um just like misogynistic <laughs> tones here okay um, yeah, yeah but like go on go on so what i was gonna say is what i think you're talking about is oversaturation is that like yes is the issue be- and this is true of a lot of people this is true of like hey why haven't we seen jennifer lawrence in a long time like or why did people turn on jennifer lawrence as well and that's because when you get oversaturated for doing one thing like to be honest if you put me on it like i'd be doing this podcast every week jamie you know i, I my personality is brand about the same i just do the same thing all the time and either you like that or you don't if you don't like that and you constantly expose that that would be annoying sure like i think that's <laughs> the thing here is like i just i just think and i think uh, like to, to kind of agree with you you're saying it's just that like i just like this it, it's a character who's been added and doesn't necessarily reveal anything about um crusty nor does she necessarily like kind of reveal like enable any interesting character plots it is just yeah. a bit boring yeah and I- and with that oversaturation you get people start to think it's inauthentic yes when you when you see and like you say you you do just act the same way every single time and that was the same with jennifer lawrence that was the same with anne hathaway they are acting how they are anne hathaway is a fucking theater kid and you know what yeah, yeah theater kids yeah, are fucking annoying. you can tell but, <laughs> <laughs> but that is who she is but when she becomes oversaturated people start to think well that she's just putting it on that's not really yeah. her yeah i feel like honestly i feel like it's a shame because the writers really like sort of sold her down the river with this one didn't they writing this yeah. sort of big Anne Hathaway character. And I think it's really indicative of where the guest stars went. I, I, we've spoken about that a little bit already. But initially, you had... Dustin Hoffman is a fantastic example, right? Mr. Bergstrom, isn't it? Um, in Lisa's Substitute. Yeah. That was a wonderful character and a wonderful role for him to play. Um, and you could have a guest star come in and play a role, actually play a role where they get to act and do a good job. Yeah. Same with Meryl Streep, same with Glenn Close. And now it's just let's let's write a rule for Anne Hathaway where she comes in and is bombastically Anne Hathaway. 
Mm. I think it's interesting to note that this actually was a extremely highly watched episode. It had 21.7 million viewers. And the reason for Whoa. that is because it followed uh, one of the NFL playoff games, which they will have known when they were writing yeah. it. And it feels like they're maybe leaning into that a little bit. They're like, fuck, we know we're going to get more eyes on this. Yeah. Let's get Anne Hathaway I, in to do the Anne Hathaway I thing. I want to also make sorry, I, <coughs> as, as we're in this suggestion of figuring stuff out, you know, you know, all this kind of... I wonder if move to streaming would be better for The Simpsons. Because the reliance on things like guest stars and the reliance on things like pop culture, like the episodes where it's just, we're going to do The Da Vinci Code, which is not a bad episode, but but you know what I mean? Like, it's when they're doing those things, it's because they want to have an ad. They, they need to run like a kind of trailer beforehand, which is going to be like, hey, here's this thing you've seen and you're going to watch it because it's The Simpsons and X is on it. X is on The Simpsons, all that kind of stuff. Mm. I wonder if a move to streaming. And normally I, normally I prefer weekly release schedules than I do um, like just everything getting released at once. But I wonder if going away from weekly releases would enable you to kind of get rid of some of those things which have just become tropey and a bit kind of sticky. Not sticky, but yeah. I feel maybe. I think that I think the core focus really needs to be on the writing and more yeah. than anything. Like the, the goal of the goal of the show, because we we spoken about right. You guys brought up specific gags that came up, right? And those were mm-hmm. those were decent gags, but I think what really stands out to me is that it's a single gag. If you're yeah. gonna pull a gag, let's let's say pulling a gag from like even the Simpsons movie, which they brought all the old writers. It came out in two thousand seven, but they brought all the old writers back, right? Pulling a gag from the Simpsons movie, even it's not just a single gag. It's a gag on a gag on a gag, right? Let's like um okay, so this the whole bit where. Homer, um, Homer is stuck in the, uh, sort of, like, Homer, like, they all dive into the sinkhole. Homer gets stuck, yeah. and then he starts doing the finger. And then he gets, like, he stops moving, right? And, uh, and then he starts going in, they all scratch his head, and there's an arrow being sent at his head. There's, there's joke layered on joke layered on joke there, even if they're really simple ones. Whereas in these episodes, if we're picking out a gag, it's like, they make one joke about replacing cr- Krusty, sort of thing. Or they make yeah. one joke about this. It's really... It, it's it's very much one and done, whereas the old Simpsons I felt very much layered joke on joke on joke. It was a much more sort of careful and like considered approach to building a show. Absolutely, um, right. We have now spent uh, longer talking about this than Corey spent uh, watching the third episode. Um, so let's move on to the dumb ratings. That actually, no, wait. Before we do the dumb ratings, I keep forgetting we have other parts of the show that we've introduced. Uh, so we now have our section called Anagrams. <laughs> And this is the part of the show where we take, make an anagram of the show's title or the film's title in an attempt to describe the uh, project itself. Corey, I did not tell you to do this. You do not have to try and come up with one, but you will hear mine and hear that it is not... You don't have to come up with much effort. You also don't have to use all of the letters. That would make this impossible. Uh, you just have to use as many as you can. Um, so uh, from The Simpsons... Um, I uh, have made an anagram which I think describes uh, what it feels like to watch The Simpsons now, uh, which is piss on me. (laughs) (laughs) Mainly I learned learned that you can spell piss on me from The Simpsons and it made me giggle. Uh, Um, Al, what's your an? So leaving out four letters, uh, misstep. I thought these episodes were a misstep. Oh, Oh, that's very good. good You gotta go see ours are always very good. <laughs> Mine are what poo poo jokes can I make? This feels like um Lisa's rival where they had an anagram game. Except this has been sprung on me. So yeah, mine <laughs> So mine No no he's got, he's got no, he's got no got do, don't you dare, he's about to give us gold. 
Um, Please, everyone, clear the floor for Corey's immaculately crafted. Oh no, no, no! Corey is a simp for the Simpsons. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Easy anagram. Um, okay, Corey, what do you got for us? No nope. pest. It it this pest. this this episode was much like a pest in that it was an annoyance, but I'm not really going to do very much about it. <laughs> very good uh right uh we now have to introduce you to our even more complicated rating system than season one um so we do still rate uh the project itself uh out of five whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, al famously will only give whole numbers yeah. uh i will give uh last season i would give 0.5s i now give uh to, to the 10th i will give 0.1s i will give 0.7s uh you can choose which system you uh, you want <laughs> but it's from zero to five we then rate anne hathaway's performance out of five nice and simple there we then have the Anne Hathaway's America's Sweetheartometer. How much of America's Sweetheart was Anne Hathaway in this film? This is tracking her her rise and fall as America's Sweetheart. Um, we then have something which <coughs> we have to do, but makes no sense to you. Uh, we have Anne's Mans, where we are uh, creating an entire list of all of Anne Hathaway's love interests um, and rating them from top to bottom. Which means now Bart Simpson and Krusty are going to go on Hans oh, Mann's list. Um, and then uh, we, of course, have the uh, Hathaway stash away. Are you going to stash away this film to galvanize humanity to fight back against the aliens? Um, so we've, we've said enough. You can get, go, you know, give some sort of final thoughts and then give your rating. Uh, so for the project itself... I, like I said, like I, I agree with you. They were single one-off jokes, but I, I think there is still funny people working on The Simpsons, clearly, and they are able to write good one-off jokes that do make me laugh. I laughed. I would say I laughed at this more than I expected. But the general plots, the engagement of how interesting the story is and anything further than a few good gags weren't really there. I am going to have to rate it higher than Family Guy, for which I gave 2.1, uh, which is why I use the 10th system, because it means I can just compare things to other things that I don't have to think. Just do it out of 500. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it a 2.4, just below Love and Other Drugs. 50. I meant 50. Do it out of 50. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you you don't have to stick to our rating system if you don't want. You can make up your own. Um, uh, Al, do you want to go? And then we'll finish. Sure. Today. Um, look, Corey, uh, I'm going to be honest here. Uh, I watched the Family Guy episodes. I did not like them. They were not for me. All right. She was in a She was, if you didn't like how uh, underused they are here, Anne Hathaway in those was used for literally, uh, I think maybe a grand total of 30 seconds of dialogue. Um, and that yes. made me mad that I had to watch all those episodes. Uh, so what did, what did I give um, the the. Uh, you you gave it a one. Ooh, you gave Family Guy okay. a one. Well, I can double that, and then I can feel good about myself. Because um, to be <laughs> honest, I prefer The Simpsons to Family Guy, and she's in a lot more of this than she is in that. And they, I, Al, I, I like the jokes. So, a lot more. so you're giving it a two, right? A two. I, I I I hate to break it to you. <laughs> We're not on a good run here. Um, we we've had you have not given more than a three since Rachel getting married like nine episodes ago <laughs> not even more than a three more than a two you have not given a three or higher since, if i were to rate the episodes like in 2007 i quite liked the last one we didn't talk about uh, i don't know why but i quite like uh, yeah one. no I, I didn't mind that one as much i would have given that a three i would uh, give the other two a two mm-hmm. fair enough well we come to a two uh cory no, i'm not noting these down but <laughs> what, what are you giving it um honestly look i i'm really harsh on the simpsons because i i loved it as a show this new simpsons is 
fine. It's not a great show, but it's not awful. Like you said, there are still funny people working on it that can make a joke. I'm going to give these, I think, a 2.5. Wait, is that out of 5? 2.5. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to give them a 2. Um, because... Because wait, wait, what did you think they were? Out of? I don't know why. Did you think they were out of ten? <laughs> no, I said apparently that's. <laughs> I said two, a two point five, and then I realized two point five is like fifty percent. These are slightly below yeah. average. I feel like okay. there are worse. There are worse New Simpsons episodes. There, there are ones that are unwatchable, but there are ones that are actually quite good. So this is two. This is two. Fair enough. Uh, Anne Hathaway's performance. Um, she's absolutely fine in the first one as the girlfriend i i can't say she did anything really good but she didn't do anything really bad as much as i uh she, she does the anne hathaway thing in the second one she's a good singer and she does a good fun brooklyn accent so it's it's the, her she is not the reason these are bad like she's fine and so i'll give her a 2.8 <laughs> I'll give her a three. I, I didn't like the first one, don't, but liked the second one enough. Loved her in the third. One. Thought she's amazing in the third one. <laughs> Guys, you gotta watch it. Really worthwhile. For the exact same reasoning as Jamie, but because I'm not crazy and using um, small intervals, I'll give it a three. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, we then have the America's Sweetheartometer again from zero to five. How much of America's Sweetheart is Anne Hathaway in this? Now we do have to say, say she is appearing on The Simpsons. America loves The Simpsons. That it, it's, it's one of the few things I know about Americans. <laughs> um, but do they like season 20 Simpsons? I normally let Al go first on these because I'll be honest, I'm very lost in the weeds on what this category <laughs> it's really you know, means. When it comes to so America, I kind of just go Hall, off what Al said. Playing a British character, for instance, that would put you pretty low on the America Sweetheart Sarmata, right? Yeah. You're not, if you're an American playing a, a British person, uh, 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 all right, revolution, not sweetheart, okay? <laughs> so for instance, playing Betsy Ross would make you the most American sweetheart. Uh, here, I will say, uh, in the first one, she plays a you know old person loving Jesus lady. And, um, you know, that's quite American. Ooh, that is true. Ooh, that is. And in the second one, <laughs> she strong. plays uh, a performer, um, which, uh, you know, I, honestly, I'm going to give it a solid three here. Like, I think I think it's strong. I think it is definitely a strong one. You told um, me it drew in 21 million people, which for later Simpsons is pretty good. Like, I'm going to, you know, yeah, that, that's yeah, good. No, I'll, yeah. Sweetheart. I'll give it a 3.2. 3.2. Because I like to be a dickhead. <laughs> it's, a, it's a three. She, she's just better than fine. As, as America's sweetheart. Um, and then and then this will mean nothing uh, to you because you don't have an ongoing list of 20 men's names on it. Um, but we do have to slot in Bart and Krusty. And that is difficult. <laughs> like We've only had, I think, one or two other cartoon characters up to this point. Um we do have to consider, is this the Barton Krusty of this episode, or is it Barton Krusty across the board? Al, that's, that's a key oh, distinction both. I'm asking you. Both. Uh, it, both. I'm saying across, Wait, I'm saying across the board. So, so it's the latter. Yeah, yes. <laughs> it, so I, it's, it's all I've of them. I've got mine in. That makes... I've already... Okay, uh, you've got yours locked yeah. in. Go. Well, the question to me is, uh, of course, Krusty Clams can be the lower of the two. You know, do I think Krusty's a good romantic partner? No, the show has made it very clear. Krusty, not a good romantic partner. Um... <laughs> So the question is, does he go? Where does he go in relation to Lawrence? Uh, Lawrence Fish, not Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence, Lawrence Fox. Fox. I was going to say Lawrence. Fox current, <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne Lawrence Fox is current. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Lawrence Fox is currently bottom of uh, both of our yeah, lists, I believe, Fox. because he's Lawrence Fox. 
followed soon by James Franco. He's going to be above that. I'm going to put him below uh, Prince Parties, Pranks, and Papier Mache from The Princess Diaries 2. That is, of course, uh, you, you might remember Prince Jacques, the uh, small child who uh, demands a dance with her. Uh, he's uh, in at number 19. Uh, or pretty low on my list, so uh, that means uh, crosses between Prince Parties, Pranks, Papier Mache, and the fourth Jonas Brothers. Bro- sorry, the fourth Jonas Brother from the Devil West Prada. Um, okay, so so Al's list. Pretty low. I I exclusively take the actual love interest from each movie that that uh, Anne Hathaway is in. Al decided in both Princess Diaries one and Princess Diaries two. Princess Diaries one, where I believe there's like a a slideshow of people no, who appear two. for one fucking frame. <laughs> princess diaries 2 and then like five other people who talk to anne hathaway at some point and he's put them all in and i don't remember any of them if, and it's infuriating. if anyone has romantic intentions with anne hathaway in a thing that for me classifies enough that they end up on the himbo list all right okay. we get it we're ranking them on himbo list we'll then go to my bart simpson ranking of course bart's gonna okay. go in the top five all right Bart's got to go in the top oh, five. Wow! Uh, wow! You know, she, I, 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 can you please lay out your top five to make it clear to Corey how 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 impressive it is to make it into this sure. list? Because up until now, there has definitely been a split between the top half and the bottom half of the men who might be shit, but they're attractive, and then the rest of them. Sure. So previously, the top five had been um, the 12-step guy from Rachel Getting Married, uh, always good, the rock from Get Smart, uh, drug dealer Jake Gyllenhaal from Love and Other Drugs, uh, mm. the best Chris from Princess Diaries Two, and Hugh Eats people uh, from Ella Enchanted. Um, Hugh Dancy, you, I, I beg you, give the actual names when you're explaining sure. it to an actual. That makes human sense. Being. Uh, I, so I, that, I can uh, figure this out. I got it. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> so the question is, where does Bart Simpson go in this list? All right. Oh my Because God. at the top of I my list is people it. who've actually got feeling. All right. You know, The Rock is the villain in the Get Smart, but he's much better than Maxwell Smart. So I, I kind of hope I'm not the way we get with him instead. Uh, Bart Simpson's going in at number two. All right. So it's wow. like Hugh Dancy, Bart Simpson, shit. Chris Pine, because I want Chris Pine to know his fucking this place, is, all right? Chris Pine this is insane. I cannot believe Bart Simpson is fucking <laughs> second. <laughs> it makes insane. sense. I, I think I agree with that, to be oh honest. Oh, my God. Okay, right. Krusty's definitely going low. I think he's he's going to slip in just below uh, Topher Grace from Valentine's <laughs> Day. Uh, Topher Grace is a dickhead in that movie. But he's got washboard abs. And you know what? Krusty, bless him, not in the best shape of his life. He's, he's an alcoholic. He's very old. He's got, he's got a third is that nipple, his real though. hair? He's got a third he's... nipple. <laughs> is that, is that, that's a positive? I, I'm not saying it's a positive or a negative. <laughs> I just wasn't aware it's an active positive. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, Krusty's going to slip in uh, just below Topher Grace there. And just above the ghost from uh, Passengers, because, you know, he's dead. Um <laughs> Now, I will admit that that Bart does have to go above Krusty the Clown, but it's not going to be sig- I, I think I think we have to accept that Bart does have a heart. That That is a key part of Bart's character. And a soul, so, very specifically. And so I do have to put him above some of the, like, mid-tier, like, McSwillison from Princess Diaries, like... Fine, he's he's a, he's a dumb himbo, but he's kind of a dickhead, um, which is unfair to the himbo moniker. Himbos are nice. Um, I think he's going to go just above the Mormon guy from the other side of heaven. I think it's unfair to Bart to put him below a Mormon, uh, but he is going to he is going to come sure in some just Mormons below. Out there. This one was specifically was a racist, but there are some lovely. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, that <laughs> yeah, that one was pretty bad. This guy was going uh, so he's coming in colonized. just. 
colonializing. Uh, colonializing. Just below uh, Michael and the Duke from Princess Diaries. Uh, those two are just above Bart Simpson. Because, you know, Bart, he's got a heart, but he can't get away from his bad boy tendencies. But he's an artist, you know? He's a very, oh, he's a very successful young man. <laughs> he's entrepreneurial, <laughs> Jamie, for God's sake! He owned a whole factory at one point in his life. <laughs> um, and so, goodness gracious, we come finally to the most important question. Uh, are you going... Uh, we'll start with Al. Al, are you going to stash away this film to galvanise humanity to fight back against the aliens? Um... Here's my thing. Can I can I stash away the whole of the Simpsons, or is it just these episodes? No, no, it's just these three. Ep- just these three episodes. The, tell you what. Okay, you know what, Jamie? Fine. I'm not going to stash away this episode of the Simpsons. Okay, you got me. All right. Are you going to stash it away? <laughs> to be to be fair, you've you've got this. I believe you've got the Simpsons movie in your sure. hangs bank, and that didn't work. And the Simpsons <laughs> movie is arguably up there so, with among the best Simpsons you, products there has been. Are you stashing yours away, Jamie? Along with, of course, the PS2 game Simpsons. Oh, fantastic <laughs> game that is. Um, am I stashing away this movie? This uh, these three episodes? No, of course I'm not. Cool. No, they, they were not good. Um, Corey, <laughs> I'll be offended if you are ask you me going, that question. <laughs> are you going back? Are you going to walk away from this podcast saying that there is nothing that can galvanize humanity <laughs> to fight back against the aliens? <laughs> you have one shot. I don't know why I'm committing to you never coming back, but she's not in another episode of The Simpsons, so we can't yet. Have you back. Yet. Um, no, look, honestly, um, if it's a choice between these three episodes of The Simpsons and humanity, I'm choosing. I'm not choosing these three episodes of The Simpsons. No, they're not. For you. I'm not. <laughs> humanity will have to get by by itself. <laughs> Uh, fantastic, right. Goodness gracious, I need to pee. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> let's get through Yeah, yeah, I... let's get, let's do all of our... Cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, what... Don't I get to choose what goes into the, the stash away? Oh, God, yeah, Jesus Christ. I forget, I, we're, we're two hours in, yeah. I've forgotten how this podcast works. When we don't uh, submit something, again, I've not prepared, Corey, but we'll <laughs> go for... I'm, I'm not prepared either, clearly, so it's fine. Uh, when we don't stash away something, we must present something else in its stead. You must choose anything else... This has gone from other movies in the past uh, to the football team Arsenal to, I believe, a bucket of chicken. So uh, <laughs> it can really be anything that you think is going to galvanise humanity instead of these episodes. Uh, clearly, Al, you've got something ready yeah. and wearing to go. Every other episode of The Simpsons, I'll, I'll put that in the sash away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you did it. <laughs> he's, he's found his way round. Well, justify your decision. Wait, every other episode? You're saying that these three episodes are the only bad episode you want all 20 years of shit since no, 30 no, years to, i don't have to curate it so i can tell you said i couldn't put all of them in so i had to take those three out <laughs> and then putting everything and in. you're just hoping the good outweighs the yes. bad um good i yeah oh, fuck i didn't think um oh, uh looking around the room looking around the room what have we got uh, hot water bottle. That's what I'm. That's what I'm going with this week. Uh, as as is known on this podcast, way back from I think episode twelve or something, I have lumbago. <laughs> as I learned on this podcast, is the term for the back pain that I have. Um, and hot water bottles, they're great. They relieve the pain. They don't get rid of it. It's really just a masking technique. But it, it soothes the soul and the back for a short amount of time. Um, and Gurry, what are you gonna uh, present? Uh, to galvanize humanity. Well, since uh, the entire Simpsons, <laughs> Simpsons collection is already <laughs> in, already taken. it's already in, I will be uh, submitting the hit album, The Simpsons Sing the Blues. Yeah. Oh, which, oh. I, I, I owned that album on CD. So I, I own it on CD. <laughs> 
<laughs> current tense. Wow. I have uh, yeah. present tense. <laughs> I definitely do not. Um, do you have anything that can play a CD? No. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you just like you don't want to get rid it's of somewhere. it. Somewhere. Really. Um, right, uh, Corey. Thank. Before we do our plugs, thank you so much for joining us. Um, what what do you if, if anyone has managed to listen all the way to this point? What would you like to uh, point them towards? Goodness me, I do YouTube. I do. I've got Instagram. I've got a podcast called Sci Guys. I'm not Corey on everything, but you can find my podcast at Sci Guys Pod pretty much everywhere. Also, yes. Uh, do go and listen to Sci Guys. Uh, I do have a bone to pick with you I, uh, from me. a recent episode. Um, so go th- th- if if I can recommend an episode. It's a very interesting episode uh, on the science of left handedness. Uh, now, if you listen to that episode, you will learn that uh, Corey thinks that people who are left-handed are devil spawn, that they are evil, uh, that there is something uh, physically wrong with them. Uh, now, Corey, I am left-handed. Hello. Um, uh, I do actually have a science. I do have a genuine science question about yeah. that. Uh, if you came across it in your research, because I am left-handed, and there's two things I want to know about. Um, I don't know why I'm suddenly two hours into a podcast. Completely different topic. Um, is there any uh, correlation between left-handedness and bad handwriting? Because I'm fingers crossed that's my excuse. Um, probably, but that's only because you have to write from left. Uh, probably because you've got to write from left to right rather, okay. rather than any Okay, so I've got an stuff. excuse. Great. Um, did you come across, or am I the only person in the world? I'm sure I'm not. <laughs> but I write with my left hand, but I do everything else with my right. So my dominant hand for throwing for and my dominant foot for kicking... I'm not ambidextrous. I can't write with both, but I write with left and do everything else with my well, so right. That, What's going on there? That's perfectly normal. So um, th- th- it's not. It's be- It's less good to think of it as ambidextrous, left-handed, and right-handed. You can either be sort of strongly right-handed or strongly left-handed. And handed. And ambidextrous people just have no strong preference. So having a strong preference for writing with say one hand and doing everything else with the other, that's perfectly normal. You're just weakly left-handed. You little weakling. There you go. See. <laughs> See, that's what Corey's like when he's prepared. <laughs> so if you do want to go and listen to uh, him talk about all sorts of different science topics, please do go and listen to uh, Sci Guys. Um, you can follow us at Blanks Bank Pod. You can follow me at Jamie P. Lotson, Al at Al underscore C's underscore stuff. Uh, and Al, of course, what else can they do between uh, this week and next week? All right, guys, bring back your friends from the dead, okay? It, it's <laughs> you, They can get vaccines now. It's going to be great. So we're going to bring them back, okay? You're going to put this podcast in the rears. It's going to resurrect them from the dead then they can go out they can, i can't get a vaccine canada's doing pretty shit on the vaccines but you can get your if you're in the uk or in america go get your friends a vaccine that's great do that get vaccinated it's super good and super important please do it soon so i can see my family then we're going to do is listen to this podcast why because that won't matter how we see my family but it's basically the same thing look jamie and i downloads are our family all right that's all we care about <laughs> just just do that that'd be great then what you're going to do is you're going to tweet about us then give us a rate rating on something i don't know what just like right on a wall somewhere five stars <laughs> bit too long um you know that would be great too yeah and uh to any of Corey's fans that have joined us for this week we won't see you next week this is not the kind of content you like we understand that i'm sorry you had to listen to all of this just to get the 33 percent of it or perhaps less that Corey's actually in um so join us next week uh when we were reviewing one day which i've heard is way more depressing than this week so join us for that uh and for me jamie and my co-host al and of course Corey. that's one more ep in the bank eat my shorts is that all you've got? Come on. Big episode. I Come on, you've not got anything better than that? <laughs> I'll have to do. Blank's bank. <laughs>